And good morning. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Griffin. And yeah, we're going to eat chili and cinnamon rolls today because, I don't know, we hate ourselves. I'm not really sure. Not really sure. Oh, this was a thing that popped up on the internet last week because they do it in the plains. You know, the rain in Spain falls mostly on the plains. Not sure if you heard that, but I'm pretty sure even they are smart enough to not combine chili and cinnamon rolls. We'll see how this goes. I, the problem for me is I just don't normally even eat at this time of the day. Like, I have a banana every morning. You think your body will That's just breakfast. Re- you'll just reject it, you think? I'm more thinking about... Like, I got a whole day's worth of work to do, including we got a Tyus Bowser show coming up mm-hmm. tonight, and I can't I can't spend my day pooping. Like, <laughs> I just, it can't be that this just causes me to be spending most of the day uh, in the water closet, you know what I mean? Like, not, in, in El Baño. Puedo ir al baño, por favor. Well, I, I can't have that situation play out. I need to work from the desk, not from the, the, the old... The porcelain throne, you know? You can make Not it work. Okay. You got six hours to recover. We'll right. see. We'll see. Yeah, Tyus Bowser show tonight. Mother's North in Timonium. Uh, Cockiesville, if you want to call it that. I think it's more Cockiesville than it is Timonium, but I get it. It's right on the right on the edge. We're going to be there. 7 o'clock, Tyus and his special guest. I believe I know who it is. I just I don't know yet if I can say who it is. And truthfully, I feel like at this point you guys – Shouldn't need to know. I really do get kind of frustrated on that. Uh, by that, I I get I get a little sick of um, people that that are like, oh man, uh, I'm, uh, I'll come out. Who's the guest? Tyus. Tyus is the, he's the host of the show. Come out and meet Tyus. You want to you want to come out as well to meet the guest? That's fine. But like the idea that you're going to make the decision as to whether or not you're going to come out based on who Tyus brings. No, no, no. Tyus is the star of the show. But um, I am to understand there's a good guest lined up. And if at some point during the morning I'm allowed to say who it is, I'll tell you who it is. All right? That's the way it'll go. But we'll be there tonight at 7 o'clock. Tyus Bowser's show brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. Coming up in just a few minutes, we will continue our 10th anniversary celebration of the Ravens' Super Bowl 47 title. Vontae Leach is going to join us also later on this morning. Um, Joe Serpico will help us with Waiver Wire Wednesday. I mean, I guess we're throwing everything at Christian Watson. I don't know. It's weird. He had three touchdowns, but he, you know, it's not like he had a ton of targets. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk. I'm going to talk about it. Um, and then uh, Patrick Stevens will join us as he does every Tuesday. We'll talk about what's going on in the world of college hoops. Great start for uh, Towson. Maryland plays on TV for the first time tonight as they take on Binghamton, and they play in a pretty big tournament coming up this weekend. We'll talk to Patrick about what's going on there. So all that coming up on the program, and yes, KZ will join us in a bit, and we will pay our penalty. As far as last night was concerned, a couple things. One, I, you guys can't be surprised that Adley Rutschman didn't win Rookie of the Year. We, we talked about it yesterday. It was an overwhelming favorite that Julio Rodriguez will win. I think there's going to be even more disappointment tonight when I don't think that Brandon Hyde is going to win Manager of the Year either. But 
I mean, some of this stuff, the writing's kind of on the wall. Like, I think he's got a better chance than Adley Rutschman had. A lot of these awards become narrative awards. At some point, Julio Rodriguez just kind of clinched, in everybody's minds, Rookie of the Year. And for as much of an argument as we were trying to make locally, and as much as there was an insulation around the idea of, well, actually, look at, you know, look at the Orioles' record since Adley Rutschman arrived, look at all these other things... You were fighting a losing battle. The narrative had already been created that Julio Rodriguez was the rookie of the year in Major League Baseball, and we just weren't going to... You weren't going to win that one. It was going to be Julio Rodriguez. And that's fine. Julio Rodriguez is quite deserving. It's the part that, you know, you feel bad about, but Julio Rodriguez is a very deserving winner of the rookie of the year award. And it doesn't mean that Adley Rutschman wouldn't have been. If it had worked out that way, he would have been an extraordinarily deserving winner of the Rookie of the Year award. And maybe if Adley Rutschman had been healthy and up on opening day and had been able to put together an entire season, maybe he would have been even more in the argument. But ultimately, Julio Rodriguez was responsible for a 6.2 war, while Adley Rutschman was responsible for a 5.2 war. And I'm not saying that war is the end-all, be-all of everything in baseball. I'm not... I, I understand there are more relevant statistics. But when you try to say, hey, just because Julio Rodriguez you know, had a, was a better hitter doesn't make him a more valuable player, well, war is the closest thing we have to determining kind of all-around value. And by war, Julio Rodriguez was the more valuable player. I hope Adley Rutschman wins eight MVP awards and we forget that he ever lost out on Rookie of the Year. I hope that in 10 years, we don't even remember that he lost out on Rookie of the Year. But this was always going to happen. There was one guy that voted for Adley Rutschman ahead of Julio Rodriguez, a guy up in Toronto, and, you know, bless him. It's, he, made a, he presented a nice argument on Twitter as to why he did it. And I think the Orioles' record when Adley Rutschman arrived is the best argument for Adley Rutschman to have been Rookie of the Year. But at the end of the day, he was still, for the totality of the season, a two fifty four hitter. And that's, you know, and when you're talking about two players who were really good, it kind of ended up being a bit of the difference between one and the other. Julio Rodriguez obviously hit more like a he hit 280-something, I think, this year, so... That's the reason he won Rookie of the Year. Tonight, they'll announce Manager of the Year. And again, I think we're going to be disappointed. I think it's going to be Scott Service. And I think that's fine. You know, the Mariners were a really great story this year. I know we weren't paying attention. I know we didn't care. I don't know if you heard. They had the longest drought, I believe, in all of professional sports. Yeah. Of making the playoffs. You end that, you're probably going to get a few awards. I hope there are more coming for the Orioles. I hope there's a. I hope that Colton Kowser is Rookie of the Year next year. I hope Adley Rutschman is the MVP. I hope Kyle Bradish wins the Cy Young Award. I don't think he's going to. Colton Kowser is going to beat out Gunnar Henderson. Um. Uh, yeah. I guess Gunnar Henderson probably didn't have enough at bats this year. I think so. I think. I think he's just under. Just under. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, then he would be in conversation for it. I mean, I hope they they win all of them. But come on, like this doesn't matter. Whether or not they move towards winning is what really matters. And who knows? Again, maybe maybe the right voters 
are the guys that voted for manager of the year, and they prefer Brandon Hyde over Scott Service. We'll find out tonight. Um, the football game that happened last night. I think I'm going to separate two things. I'm going to separate the game from the reminder. I think last night should provide a reminder to everyone that when you sit back and you start to count the wins for the Ravens the rest of the season, please remember this is the NFL. Please remember this isn't college football. As 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 easy as it might be for us to sit back and say, well, the Ravens are going to be favored in every game between now and, I don't know, maybe the finale against the Bengals. That doesn't mean they're just going to win all of them because you want them to. And every time we said, well, the Eagles are going to be favored in every game they play the rest of the season. Fine, but they still have to play the games. And the other teams are still trying. And last night was the perfect combination of the commanders having a plan. Let's not try to let Taylor Heineke beat the Eagles. Let's realize that our best chance is running the ball and keeping it away from them. The Eagles being without Jordan Davis. The referees getting involved. Some bizarre mistakes. The Eagles hit a bomb downfield. It looks like it's going to be the go-ahead touchdown, and three seconds later, Washington's got the football. All of those things conspire, and all of a sudden you have a different result than you expected to have. And I'm not telling you that means that the Ravens are going to lose to the Panthers or to the Jaguars or to the Steelers. I'm not telling you that. I'm saying the assumption that they're just going to win all of them because you want them to or because you believe they're better or whatever the the thing is for you spits in the face of what you know about how football works, which is that teams lose games they're not supposed to sometimes. It happens. This is football. I I think it's almost absurd to assume that they're just going to win every game that they play. It's not how this works. The teams are too good. There is not enough separation. We think that because in the context of 1-32, to we look at the Texans, we say, God, they're horrible. And then we see the teams that are at the top, the Chiefs, the, you know, at this point, I guess the Vikings and the Eagles still, and even still the Bills. You look at that, and you're like, God, there's a, there's a giant separation. But it's only within the context of 32 teams. There's not actually a giant separation. It's not the separation, say, that exists between I'm trying to, Texas State and Ohio State. It's not an absurd separation between these teams. These things occur. I'm surprised. I was asked yesterday, would you bet the Eagles to cover tonight, even though it was a big number? Yeah, I probably would. Probably would. So I'm surprised, but am I stunned? No, it's the NFL, man. This is the way it works. Am I stunned that they, you know, missed a massive face mask call on a huge game-changing play? I guess I can't even be stunned by that. I mean, I've watched NFL officiating long enough. You would think that last night, if they care, 
the Eagles should be able to use that to go to the league and demand Sky Judge be implemented this offseason. The way that the Saints absurdly used what happened to them in the playoffs to implement reviewing pass interference, which was always nonsense. It was never going to, that, that was never going to work. Sky Judge has always been the answer. The egregious, everyone on the broadcast is watching how embarrassing it is for the NFL that you're getting this wrong, but yet there's no apparatus for which you, by which you can fix it. And I have understood the NFL's kind of issue. The issue for them is that there's probably something that's debatable about every play that occurs during the course of a game. Between holding, illegal contact, things like that, there's so much stuff that you could look at on any individual play and say, well, that, you know, somebody else could have a different opinion. But the idea of Sky Judge has always been far more simplistic than that. It's to save your ass in these embarrassing situations. It's embarrassing to the league that everyone on the planet could see that Dallas Goddard had his face mask grabbed and pulled, and yet you went ahead and allowed that to be a fumble because (laughs) there's just nothing we can do. Sorry, we can't fix that. Yes, everyone in the world is watching this game and realizes how embarrassing it is. But all we can do is shrug emoji. (laughs) Hey, sorry guys. That's the way it goes. Everybody in the world could see that the hit on the sideline was not a late hit. Runner was still in bounds. There should have been no flag. Everybody on the planet could see that. But you have no apparatus by which to fix it. And I understand. They'll argue there's gray area, right? Well, then if we start doing this and somebody might go back and look and and see there's... It's the egregious stuff. You've got to be able to find a way to define that. The egregious things. There are plenty of egregious holds that are missed during the course of a football game. And it might very well be that the answer is simply you're not going to look at holding. I mean, I'd like for that to get fixed because I think that a lot of times edge rushers, that's the strategy going in. Just hold and force them to make the calls. But I think that ultimately if you do go to a sky judge, that the answer might have to be that we just don't look at holding. Holding's out. It, it's too... It's too subjective. Like, we can't try to fix that. But some of these things are are way too, you know, personal fouls, simple fact type of stuff. Was someone on the sideline or not? No. A lot of people are killing Taylor Heineke for how he was celebrating after he drew a personal foul at the end of the game. I... I, I Far be it for me to defend Taylor Heineke. He realized they had won the game. (laughs) Like, they just beat a really good team. A game that nobody thought they were going to win. I'm probably going to celebrate that, too. Even if the final, you know, the way that it ended was fairly pathetic. Like, you turtled up, and you panicked, and you just happened to be hit. So, I, 
I get why that like it comes off a little embarrassing, but the truth is they won the game. That was the moment that they won the game. So I I can't really be all that mad at Taylor Heineke for the fact that he was willing to celebrate it. Again, not as easy as you think it is to win games in the NFL. You don't just win because, hey, we showed up and we're better. It it will never work that way. And the idea that you can just start penciling and wins. I, I think the Ravens are going to be slated to, to be in a good spot based on what their schedule looks like. But the idea that they're just going to win all the games because you want them to, that doesn't work that way. And two, Sky Judge. Sky Judge now, Sky Judge always, Sky Judge forever. Right, we're going to grab a break here before we talk to Vontae Leach because KZ is going to come in and then things are going to get a little out of control, I think, from that point on. Uh, reminder, online sports betting is starting in just days here in Maryland. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting right now, you can get $300 in pre-registration credit plus other incentives by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. It's PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $300 in pre-registration bonus credits. PressBoxOnline.com offers. Continue our 10th anniversary celebration of the Ravens winning Super Bowl 47 next. Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-554. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Of course, the Ravens are back home on Sunday, which means you can stop by the game day firehouse beforehand, the Firefighters Union Hall, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium, and sample the cooking from the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can also register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill, as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. Did I swallow a fly? Everything was going well. Maybe I started thinking about the cinnamon roll and chili, and I just sort of choked. I wouldn't choke thinking about the Ginsu Kamado Grill because it is awesome. You can also reserve yours right now at ginsugrills.com and save $100 by using the code TAILGATE when you do. (coughs) Hello. Good morning. I hope it's all gone now. All right. uh, All throughout the season, we have been taking some time every week to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Ravens winning Super Bowl forty-seven. Joining us now, one of my favorites from that team. He is, of course, former Ravens fullback. The great Vontae Leach is back with us here on GCR. Vontae, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It is so good to catch up, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Everything is good, man. I can only imagine how good it felt for you to be back around the guys a couple weeks ago. I know it's sort of crazy to think about how it's been 10 years, but... Um, just take me through that weekend, like what it meant to you and maybe somebody that you hadn't seen in a long time that it was particularly meaningful for you to hook up with. Man, you know, it, it, it meant the world to us, um, you know, for the guys just to get back together. Um, the Ravens, you know, they laid out the red carpet for us. A lot of guys came back in town off that team. I'm thinking probably about 40 people was in town. Guys like uh, Marshall Yonder that I hadn't seen, a guy like um, – uh, uh, material so they had not seen. Um, I got there was a lot of guys that I hadn't seen, you know, um, since Corey got out Corey since the Super Bowl, since we made the Super Bowl run. So it was just good to see people. That's awesome, man. Hey, you know, Vante, one of the things that I've been talking to everybody about is. You know, you guys went through a lot that season, right? Like, it looked ugly for a minute late in the year. I mean, there was, you know, obviously there was a coordinator change that was made, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't necessarily pretty. What was it about that group? What was it about, you know, your guys that y'all were able to kind of go through, navigate all of that, and play your best football by the time you got to January? Well, we, we, um, we had a, a bunch of venture guys that been been there that did, did that before. We had uh, we had guys that could just say never blank. We we knew what our ultimate goal was. You, know, you got to take it back to the year before when we uh, when we lost the yeah. game right before going to the Super Bowl. So we had a lot of guys from that team. So we knew we had unfinished business, and we knew all we had to do was get in the playoffs. That we had a shot. Once we got into the playoffs, we know we had a shot to win it all. Right, as it turns out, not only did you have a shot, you were well on your way. Um, Ivanta, you, you know, you bring up obviously 
um, you know, everything kind of about that. And and I, what stands out to me about that run is that you guys really came to life offensively. Not that you were a bad offense, but you came to life offensively. What what clicked in particular down that stretch of the season? Well, down the stretch of the season, you know, um, first of all, you know, we turned Joel loose. Uh, we, they turned Joel loose and let, let him do his thing. Um, we, uh, like I said, we had our offense coordinator change. We turned Joel loose. Uh, we ran the ball when we had to, when we needed to. And, you know, everybody, Aquan Bowden came to get plays in this field. We had we had an offense that you know that was you know that was leading the way, you know finally you know the last back in the season our offense started leading the way instead of our defense. Hey, I mean, and and by the way, the rest is history as you guys went on to win the Super Bowl that way. Vontae, you know, was there ever doubt for you? Like, was there ever a point where you said, "Man, I don't I don't know, I don't know if this team's got it." No, there was never a doubt. You got to understand what happened. I think well. We started off the season good. Then we started off the season pretty good. Then we had some injuries. Then what happened along the way is we had a lot of young guys that were playing and getting a lot of reps. We had a lot of young guys that were getting a lot of reps and, and doing different stuff throughout the year uh, while guys were healing up, while guys was um, while guys were injured. A lot of people getting reps, a lot of meaningful reps in games and stuff. And so when they came back, you know, the, still the young guys were still playing along with the older guys, and we were deep. Uh, I think started being we had we two two to three deep at some positions. Mm, mm, that's a great point, right? Like that there were guys that were pressed in duty. I, I'm thinking about you know uh, James Ahedigbo, right, and Corey Graham, guys like yep. that. That as it turns out were damn good football players that you guys yep. had to call upon as this like, season went on. Um, Darnell Darnell Ellaby. You know, oh my God, man! Playing a lot of playing a lot of playing a lot of linebackers was Ray was out. You know, and then when Ray got back. We, they can't. They really just sit Darnell down the whole time. So it was just a lot of guys just getting. Like I said, a lot of meaningful reps. You got Pernell McPhee was getting a lot of reps as a as a rookie and stuff. So a lot of guys were getting a lot of meaningful reps when guys went down. And, you know, a lot of guys talked about. You know, you have brought up what happened the year before in Foxborough. It, it was funny because when I talked to James Ahedigbo, he he wasn't even on the team. He was on the other side of the field, right? He was with the Patriots <laughs> that year, and yet he, he still remembered what Ray said in the locker room to you guys. He wasn't even in the locker room. He still remembered the words of what Ray said that seemed to set the tone for the entirety. Go out and put a smile on somebody's face. How important was that moment, looking back on it, and all of the disappointment that you guys could have dealt with? How much do you remember what it was that Ray said, and how much did that set the tone for what you guys were able to do the following year? Well, you know... um he said a meaningful speech, you know, right after the game, everybody was down, everybody was mad, but we got a bit of talk, you know. Um, it's just one out of year. So, you know, there was stuff that was big in the football going on, so it just put stuff in perspective as far as uh, life and football. So um, then, you know, we said next year it, it could be our year. So that was our goal once we started going into the year. What would you tell everybody? You know, I, I bring up after the Houston game, right, that there was a lot of talk about, you know, you guys, uh, uh, the coaching staff wanted to go a certain way, um, and, and you guys said, man, that, that doesn't work. Um, I, it was reported as though it was almost like a mutiny. And I, the more I talk to guys, the more they're like, yeah, that wasn't the case at all. I mean, it was just we talked to the coaches, we worked things out. But what did you learn about John Harbaugh from that and the type of coach he is and obviously the success that he's continued to have in this league to this day. 
Yeah, well, you know, it, it was uh, players and coaches. Me and the coaches wanted to do one thing. The players thought we should do another. We, like I said, we had some veteran guys. The guys didn't play a lot of football and stuff. So we ended up working it out. In the, like I said, we ended up working out in the end. You know, um, we ended up making sacrifices, both coaches and players. And, and we just put our best foot forward. You know, John has always been, you know, a tough guy. He always been uh, no nonsense, hard nose. Um, Knows guy, he, he, he's um, he's very opinionated and stuff like that. He always been so. We just put everything in perspective and and we just came to agree, and it, and it worked out for the both of them. Yeah, it both did. It worked out. It worked out really well. Vonta Leach is with us here on GCR. Vonta, um, the way that this league has kind of turned back to being a run, I feel like you know fullbacks could work again at this point. I don't know. Yeah, fullbacks. Right? Like, I feel like the league has kind of changed a little bit over the last year, and we're starting to see. We saw it last night, right? The the commanders going to yeah. Philly, and they're like, we're just going to run. And the Ravens the last couple of weeks against the Buccaneers and the Saints have been like, yeah, we're going to get back to running the ball. Um, that's always been pretty good for us. How excited is it for you to see that, like, you know, people are remembering that running the ball still kind of works a little bit. I mean, just like anything, it always evolves. It always comes back around. But always exciting to see a team got a fullback and see teams run the ball. I'm with the hard-nosed blue-collar stuff, and I, and I like seeing it on Sunday. I mean, my God, man. <laughs> like, you see it. when The Ravens have averaged 38 minutes of possession the last couple of weeks. Um, I think last night Washington had, what, 57 minutes of possession in that football yeah. game? It was, it, was, it, was lop, it was lopsided. It was, it was quite lopsided. It was crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing how that can work sometimes. Um, Vontae, let's get caught up on you, man. What are you up to these days? Nothing uh, much. You know, I serve on a local school board here in uh, public schools in Robson County, so I was elected that two years ago. Wow. I uh, was elected official doing that, so – other than that, just take care of my family, relax, and, and enjoy retirement. Well, that, that doesn't sound so. That doesn't sound so bad. It, it's not bad at all. You know, I wake up in the morning, take my daughter to school, and after that, I come get me a workout in, which I just finished my workout, and just sit here relaxing in the sun and talk to you guys. What what does what does Baltimore mean to you? What do the Ravens mean to you when people ask you about it? Man, the Ravens is uh, the like you said, the organization from top to bottom is uh, is number one. You know, the fans uh, embrace me. You know, blue collar place they embrace me when I every time I come there, they embrace me from day one. And I and I love the city of Baltimore, and I love the fans. I love the flock. I love the Ravens flock. Like I said, every time I go there, it's always good luck. And I know we've seen you a lot over the years coming back this way, and we've always appreciated that. It's at vleach44 on Twitter. And then Instagram is VL Hammer, correct? That's correct. Vontae Leach, man, always appreciate you. You know how much, how popular you are back here. You know how much you were beloved uh, in that run to the title. It was great to see you guys back together a couple weeks ago. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. All right, thanks for having me. That's Vontae Leach joining us here on GCR as we continue. We might be doubling up this week, by the way. And in fact, I'll go ahead and tell you, we are going to double up this week. Uh, Vontae, of course, you remember, came over from the uh, the Texans, and there was another guy who came over from the Texans, uh, Jacoby Jones, and he's going to join us this week, too. In fact, I'm going to pull the curtain back. We I recorded with Jacoby yesterday, and I didn't know maybe if we might save it till next week. I, I've had maybe 100 conversations with Jacoby Jones over the years. This one, by far and away, 
the most hilarious conversation I've ever had. And for the record, I debated censoring it. it this will not be for your kids. You will have to tell the kids they can't be in the car for this one. That's the beauty of us not being on uh, terrestrial radio any longer because it would require about an hour's worth of work for me to edit the conversation that I had with Jacoby Jones. We chatted for a while. We ended up chatting for like 20 minutes. And at first he apologized. And then he just decided he was going to let it fly. Once I told him it was cool, uh, yo, it was colorful, colorful. Some amazing stories in there that I had never heard before. So, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna double dip this week. It's uh, coming off the bye. We got the time to do it. Jacoby Jones will join us. What, Casey, would you come in here? Ken Zalis is here. We still got other things we got to do this morning. Your your protege Joe Serpico is gonna join us. What are you watching the show? You, no, I'm, what are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm what are you doing? My uh, fantasy waiver wire pickups. Oh, well, <laughs> so all right, we'll talk about that because Serpico is gonna join us in a couple minutes. We do waiver wire Wednesday. Griffin, will you want to go ahead and get the? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want me to heat it up? Do you want me to heat everything up? Uh, get the cinnamon roll too. Yeah. Well, like I mean, I guess well, I can, you don't like, need just to, pop it I in mean, the microwave. If you're dumping hot chili on yeah. the cinnamon roll. You don't really. Need I don't think you need to heat the cinnamon okay. roll up. Right. I think the, right. I think the chili should probably be warm right. though. I don't think we want to <laughs> eat cold chili. I don't know if it's going to make a difference. <laughs> I've, 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 I really have no idea how I feel about this. I felt like you were actually half excited about this. Not, not excited. I just didn't think it was like of all the. Th- different things that we've all been made to eat yes this did not sound like in the top 25 of horrible i don't know this doesn't seem good to me to, to me to me it's going to be like a, a a sweet cornbread that you put in chili. i'm telling you are excited about this i'm the not way excited about, about it i'm just it, you're, you i just came don't in here for a feast this morning i actually don't think it's going to taste bad so last week's pick side bet. We found out that in the plains and Kansas and that area of the country, they they do cornbread and or not sorry corn not cornbread. Ken was talking about cornbread. They do cinnamon rolls and chili. And I said, why? Why would you do that? That just seems so wildly unnecessary. But then of course that meant that we were going to have to do well, it. Of course. So we had a bunch of us in on the side bet this week. Not only the three of us in the room, but also we had in Drew Forrester, John Proctor, John and Little Rock. Now, the rule has always been loser and ties. Loser and ties. And normally in our game, if you go four and five... You're good. Correct. You're usually pretty good. It's not great, but nobody's great. And this week that wasn't the case. Only Andrew Stecka was worse, and because he's in Arizona, he didn't get in on the bet. So, uh... We all we all finished in a tie for last. All of us who went four and five. So the three of us plus John and Little Rock, who unfortunately wasn't able to join us this morning, and that wasn't uh, he realized he lost and he called it. He told me ahead of time that wasn't going to be the case, so he will have to do it privately on his own and consume his own chili and cinnamon rolls. Uh, we have to consume ours this morning. Now, you did the um, the St. Patrick's Day sandwich last week. Yeah. You did the mayo and mint apple jelly. And by the end of it, you actually were like going back. It seemed like you were going back for more. No, you kept on complaining well, the I, entire time. I thought you were a man of your word. 
I am, I but I mean, I, I, I'm were sorry that it was... You were letting a lot of the substance... I wasn't dr- letting, it was falling dro- out. Drip out of the yeah. sandwich. And that you were complaining, so I tried to... Well, I just, I thought you were... Acquiesce towards you, and... You felt fine, though? You felt... I mean, I didn't... It sat longer than I wanted it to, mm-hmm. but it wasn't... It didn't make me Did sick. you have a burp later in the day? No, not really. Okay, not all right. really. That's the worst part. I mean, we do one of these. Is yeah. that like, like hours right, later, right. you burp, right. and you're like, oh, it still tastes yeah. like it. God. Griffin was very nice. He texted me to make sure I was okay. So Well, he only did that because I told him to. Oh, well, hey, you don't are don't try nice. to give Griffin credit. Well, for, I, think, yeah, I mean... That's the center. Well, where's the chili? I'm still heating it up. What the? What the hell is going oh, it's on? It's a, the hell is it's going a on teeny tiny cinnamon roll. Oh, it's a it's a Pillsbury. I know. Cinnamon roll. <laughs> I thought we were going to. You thought you were getting like a, he was going to Cinnabon <laughs> this morning? He's going to drive by the airport and stop by. I don't even know where else they have Cinnabon. I guess the malls still have them, right? Are there still are Cinnabon? malls. There's a the Towson. There's still a mall right here down the street. Towson still got I guess a mall. there is. I, I, I don't know if there's a Cinnabon in that mall or not. But that was the only place I remember there being Cinnabons. And, and airports, airports and malls. Yeah. That's the only place. Like, there's no standalone stores. Man, when I was when I was young and didn't realize the damage I was doing to my body, every time I got on an airplane, there was going to be a Cinnabon involved uh, ahead of time. Like, every damn time I was making that trip. Uh, quickly, a reminder that uh, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with Dan Duquette yesterday. If you missed it, you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video, youtube.com slash pressboxonline are all of the ways for you to check that out. On uh, Thursday, Stay in the Fan and Gary Stein will catch up with John Martin, the director of the Maryland Lottery, as we are just days, days away from the launch of mobile sports betting here in the state of Maryland. They will get more information about that. Uh, all right, so we've got Griffin neighbor chili. When, why are you just dropping it off? You, yeah, you, I mean, you, you yes. You, what, well, who do you, what do you think you're doing here? <laughs> Griffin's like, I'm way too important to be. I'm trying to do a show, I, Griffin. I, I, I'm not. I don't know if you've heard. It's Glenn Clark Thanks, Radio. Go, Thanks, go, 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 go what the your, hell go is going job. on around here? Where, where's yours? He says. He can, oh, he can serve himself. I'm trying, I'm trying to you keep bring us equal, some sort of utensil for which to can. I'm trying there to keep a spoon. We get wine. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Ken and I have to share a spoon? No, there is. Oh, this one's here. Well, okay. Okay, gotcha. All right, there you go. Enjoy that. Bone appetite. You want to take pictures here? Yeah, yeah. All right, before we dig right, in. You got you to gotta cut this. I understand that. <laughs> got to. I, I just don't think this is going to be awful. I, I'm, wait, wait, wait. I mean, he's got to take some pictures and stuff. We got to show people what it is that we're doing. There's a video There's component to this. Ken, what, Hi, what is going I'm on? Make, I'm eating this. What is going on with you today? What is going on? Last week I'm you couldn't so talk into the microphone. Today you're trying to skip ahead. You're not the radio salesman that you were once upon a time. This whole retirement what, thing. what has to do with retirement. Yeah, you, just, you know what happens when it's, when it's retirement, you forget everything By the way, the chili does look delicious. It does. There's no, there's no world in which your neighbor actually hates you, and there's we're going to find out later this is like a Scott Tenement situation that like there's, there's human... In this chili, right? No, There's, I don't think so. You're pretty. I sh- bought. I bought the meat, so I'm pretty sure you purchased the meat. Yes, the chili. Yeah. Okay. So it should be real meat from my local grocery uh, store. I hope that's the case. So here's my right. problem. Bon appetit. Here's my problem with this. Oh, okay. Ken's already in. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. I mean, it. This isn't. Like this is nothing compared to you know what? things you're, that you're things right. that we've eaten before. Uh, I mean, you're right. I do not like the cinnamon with it. I don't know why. Yeah. 
the question is why do they do this in the yeah, playoffs? I like, like, like the, what is there's what is nothing it? like if you like this, it's fine. There's nothing yeah. like disgusting about this. It's not terrible. It's just not necessary. Yeah. It's not the cin- I, the sweetness is fine. It's the cinnamon for me. No, the right. cinnamon doesn't belong. And I'm Look, not a big cinnamon person, so I just feel like I'm eating chili, really. I, like you're right. The, well, cin- you, the cinnamon it, jumps well, out at you. It jumps out at you, but when you get a when you get a bite that has more cinnamon in it, right. you're like, mm, yeah, like, I don't, oh, I don't love it, but it's not like ooh, it's like the most disgusting thing I've ever had. Correct. Also, in hindsight, maybe we should have warmed up the cinnamon rolls. Maybe. maybe I'm actually wondering. We can, we can throw each bowl back in the microwave. Well, but I don't think we want it to be more palatable. I think the idea is that it's supposed to be less palatable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the truth is, not awful. This no. really isn't much of a punishment. No. This really no. is fine. I mean, like, I again, I'm not ready to say it's good. I'm not ready to say I'm going to be a I would cinnamon not, roll and yeah, chili man. I, I would not do this. But there is a there is a disappointment to this wow. particular, like, payoff. This is this is nothing. This isn't going to elicit. I told you. I never thought that this was going to be awful. Yeah, you were right. I mean. Maybe we should have done something more here. How, do, how could we dress this up to make it a worse punishment in the future? Maybe if we had... What if we had done, like, I don't, I don't know how you are with chili. I'm uh, In our house, we do uh, sour cream and cheese on top of the chili. I don't do sour cream. At all? No. That, that, not that, even on a, not you even know on how a, you are with mayonnaise? Not even on a fajita? You know, how, you know how you are with mayonnaise? Yeah. I can't take sour cream. I'm not a big sour cream guy either. Okay, I can understand that. I don't like choose to put sour cream on a lot of things. I would never put it on anything. It's disgusting. What? Sour cream is disgusting. What? Where did that come from? I, I, you, have you tasted you, sour yes, cream? Yes, I have. It's fine. <laughs> it's mostly nothing. Oh, it's like, disgusting. What is wrong with you? It's disgusting. Do you do you enjoy sour cream and onion chips? Yes. See, now this is, <laughs> but this the is sour very confusing. Okay, again, again. It's so the, when you have a nice fajita, when you're when you're out at the the local uh, like the the no uh, never no. What do you put on your fajitas then? Salsa. I got a lot of questions about you, man. I got a lot of, I, a I lot don't, of things going cheese, on. Cheese. I, I don't. Cheese. Put, yeah. I, I don't got. I don't. I don't put like, like, on anything. Like when I, I, I purposely I say to I don't them, put like, like if, a lot of things, like if put, there's like nachos, mm-hmm. like if I get a thing of nachos, you cannot no sour cream. Get, get, no. What? Not even on the side. I don't want to. Did want to you take. have a bad experience? I don't want to. Take, no, I just don't like it. Are there things that you just don't like? Yes, like I don't like mushrooms. I don't okay. like mushrooms, but I don't get like panicked if I go to somebody's house and they made a what's the beef Wellington. I'm not going to say, "Well, I can't eat this. It's got mushrooms by it." I'm going to say, "Thank you for making me this very difficult dish to prepare. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy it." But I don't like mushrooms. I'm a normal. You're, you're, no. What do you mean you're normal? You, you're going to eat something you don't like outside yes. of these stupid little bets? Yes, because somebody was kind of. Somebody just made me a beef Wellington. You know how difficult it is to make beef Wellington? Yes. You ever tried? No. Oh, my God. It's, it's too difficult. It's insane. <laughs> God, every time I watch MasterChef Junior, the kids attempting to make beef Wellington, I'm like, I'll never in my life. Like, these kids are eight years old. They are far more. It's like I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say I'm sorry. A nice chicken marsala. You go to somebody's house, they make you a chicken marsala, and you're gonna be like, I'm gonna scoop the mushrooms off to the side. Like, no, you're just gonna eat what someone was kind enough to make you. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Somebody's sour cream. I mean, I'll eat sour. Like if sour cream is on something, I'll eat it, but I'll never 
if, if I, I was can help trying it, to do the math as it. to what if if we had mixed in cheese and sour cream as well with right. the chili and the cinnamon roll, would that have created a more alarming concoction? For me, yes. I mean, apparently for you, you would have panicked. You would have ran. I'm not panicked. I just... What was it that Drew like refused? Like that he just flat out refused to eat when we were there was something that when we were doing side bets, he just said, "I won't. I won't do it. I won't. <laughs> I'll never. I, you'll never get me to eat that." I don't remember what it was. It's gonna drive me nuts. I'd like to get that answer. All right. Well, this was just a tasty snack. You already finished. No, I'm I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. No, nothing at all wrong with it. It's 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 good. No, no, tell tell your neighbor the neighbor chili. And again, I hope it's, it's the neighbor chili is very good. good. I, I hope it's Gwen. She yeah, she's a great you, cook. Uh, thank you, Gwen. It's very tasty. I hope it's not human. I hope that we find <laughs> out that everything is on the up and up with this chili. I hope that uh, you haven't uh, bothered Gwen in any way at any point in your life. And I don't think so. I guess we just move on with the show now. This was a ma- this remember when oh you guys weren't part of the show. Brian Powell had to do the. 18 ounces of Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, I remember. Plain. I, 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 and he just he just came in, yeah. and he just ate 80. 18 ounces of Chick-fil-A sauce in like five minutes, and then he was just like, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. It was the biggest no-sell in the history of the program. He was completely unaffected. I, I kept waiting for him to start getting the shakes, and like it never came. He just 18 sort of... 18 ounces 18 ounces. Of Chick-fil-A sauce. Two giant tubs worth, and then a few more like packets worth to get to 18 ounces. Plain by itself, nothing else, and he just sat there completely unaffected by it. Like what? I don't know. I'm fine. I wish I could sell this. I wish I could tell you it was awful. It's it's not. It's not awful. Um, I don't need it again. I mean, there's I mean, no world in my. I mean, I rather, like I said, I I rather have like a nice cornbread in here. But if if this is what they do, you know, yeah, that's what they do. It's just, mm. you know. Mm. Let's, mm. Proctor suggests that we should have just done. You have to eat three whole Cinnabons. You that would have been a, that would have been too much. You know, Proctor. That would have been too much. He's not wrong about that. All right. Well, what else is going on in your world? Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> you know. <laughs> let's Serpico's see. going to check in. We'll let's talk see. Football yeah, we'll second. talk football with him. All right. Um, my son made all conference. I for, saw that. For, Congratu- for soccer. Congratulations. Yes, that was very exciting. Has there been? A, has he decided where he's going? Now he, it's just Ken Zalas and yeah, I catch um, up. Welcome no, to Daisy no. and I catch up. No, no, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a uh, we'll have an announcement uh, second week of December. Mm. You want to announce it right here on Going Clark Radio? I can if you'd like to. Is he going to do the hat bit? If he does the no, hat bit, I'm all in. Come on, I want him to do the hat bit. <laughs> Uh, I, I gotta I, so I, I, I like gotta get him out of school to do this. So good, can, you can't. You can't we'll get, see. We'll see. We'll see. We, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll I don't know how difficult it is to order these hats because I don't know what the school. Well, I can are. get the hats. I mean, they're not easy. It but. would be hilarious. If okay. You did okay. It would be. You, you we'll know do that would be fun. We'll do right? it. We'll do it. Oh, I'm so stoked for this. We'll I'm it. actually genuinely excited to have him do the hat. We'll do, bit. We'll do the hat bit. We would get him to like throw one in the trash can. Because you get him to really. No, no, no. We can't do that. Because you, you never know. want to be nice. To oh, that's a great point. No, no. Good. Tra- transfer, por- transfer portal in, uh, in college. you got to be careful with those things. <laughs> a, year, days. a year later, things aren't going yeah, so I mean, well. You, know. you call up, they're like, oh, we saw the we video. We saw the video. We saw the video. You threw the hat Mr. in the trash. It's not, not, not going to work out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm literally just about finished. <laughs> this yeah. this I, was... I mean. You know. This was definitely by far the... Uh, you weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. I'll give you credit. This was barely a punishment. Okay, cool. Now, let's shift gears. Today's show is also brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. 
And it's also brought to you today by the Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It is the best place to hang out. Uh, they do great events all throughout the week, live music, live trivia, yappy hour, so much more. GuilfordHall.com is the website for you to find out. If you haven't tried the delicious, but Griffin's licking the spoon. That's how much this wasn't a punishment. He's licking <laughs> I mean, the spoon. There's nothing wrong with this. This was not, this was terrible. <laughs> why were we also, maybe it explains why everyone was willing to get on the side bet this week. Everybody That's why like, I was. I, I tell you what, this week we're in. Yeah. Next week you're getting in blind, baby. <laughs> Next time it'll be a blind side bet that you can't be prepared for. Um, GuilfordHall.com, go check them out. Uh, every Tuesday, we preview Waiver Wire Wednesday. Uh, the new and improved Ken Zalis here at Pressbox is Joe Serpico. Pressbox, ooh, that was a that was a good one. I did taste that one a little bit. Mm. Pressbox fantasy football analyst, and he is with us. You want to put your headphones on so you can talk to Joe? Yeah, you know you can't hear him if you don't have your head. I know you retired. I didn't know where the headphones were. I'm new to this studio. That's fair. That's Joe fair. Serpico, good morning. How I are mean, you, my friend? I mean, this is this is high tech compared to where the headphones usually were. <laughs> At the other place, we had just wires everywhere. <laughs> Who knew? Joe, good morning. What's going on, pal? How's it going, my friends? By the way, team sour cream all the way. Thank you. What the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, it's not like I'm a, it's not even the biggest sour cream. Fan. I would never go to the fridge and take a spoonful of sour cream and just eat it. But it has its place. I could. Wait, are I you could. Sick? Okay, I now, want, all right. I've changed I my could. mind. I don't I want, want sour cream like that. I don't. I don't want you on my team. You're a psychopath. I've, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I don't like that at all. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Christian Watson, what's more relevant: three touchdowns or four catches? Well, I think uh, four catches. I mean, you can't bang on anybody to have three touchdowns any week. Uh, it is about time that they got a little bit out of him. It's been something that the Packers have been long waiting for. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if you're backing on anybody score three touchdowns a week, you're you're literally lost your mind, and you're probably losing quite a bit. If and I'd be surprised if you even had him in the starting lineup, just how things have been going this first couple, let's say, ten weeks of the season. Uh, I know he was sitting on the bench in one of my leagues, and I was not too thrilled to see because I could have used those three touchdowns. But again, not somebody you can really rely on on a week to week basis, at least not yet. I get that. I it, so. I, I still feel like I should put a claim in for him because I'm keeping trash on my roster at this point, right? Like, I I still have Eno Benjamin on my roster. He's unemployed, right? Like, I feel like there's still room for me to put a claim in for him, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Get him on your roster if he's available. And especially if, you're, you know, if you've got Eno still on your team, it's about time to uh, put him on the waivers because it doesn't sound like – I'm still curious to see what happened there because, you know, he was actually startable for a couple of weeks, and then, you know, about two weeks later, he's uh, without a job. But, yeah, for Watson's sake, yeah, put him on your – or Watson, excuse me, put him on your team. Hope that this is the sign of things to come, and maybe he is going to be somebody that you can rely on down the stretch because now we've reached that time of the season where it's time to prep for your, uh, for your playoff rosters if you're in the running. Let's talk about Rashad White in Tampa. Uh, I know I've talked about him quite a bit. He's been somebody that I've been targeting a lot. Uh, he's just the more explosive player when you watch the games. Uh, every time I watch Fournette, and I'm a, a Fournette owner in two leagues, and you know he just seems so choppy in the backfield. He just seems slow as opposed to White. White just seems like a player that uh, it's going to get featured more and more down the stretch. Uh, almost bad timing. You know Fournette had to leave the last game with an injury. 
ideally White probably would have got extended touches this week, but of course the Buccaneers are on a bye, so that's going to give Fournette some time to uh, heal up and be ready for Week 12. But I 100% agree that White is probably going to get a lot more touches down the stretch just because he's the most explosive player, and they drafted him with the idea in mind of him being you know the pass catcher at least for first year or two and i think down the stretch he's just going to be somebody you want to hold on to and if, you know god forbid anything lingering happens before that down the way he could be a league winner for you so i have one spot left on one of my rosters I, i'm not sure joe if you know this is uh ken zalis he used to be good at fantasy football and now he's like an old man <laughs> and now he's just wandering now, through I'm the lo- desert. now i'm losing in leagues to glenn clark um that's pathetic. <laughs> i know such a bad week um I have one spot. Who who do I want um, for the for the run? Do I want White, who we just talked about, or do I want Pacheco out of Kansas City? Mm. Which guy? Which guy takes my last roster spot? I'm gonna go with White, just because the Kansas City situation. It, I mean, it's so hard to watch just because they feature all three guys now. You know, between him, McKinnon, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I think that's a little. Edwards Hilaire only had like 17% of the snaps this past week, so it seems that they're phasing him out quite significantly. But Pacheco is just seems to be more of, you know, your first two-down running back. As opposed to McKinnon, he offers something as, you know, PPR option for you. But like I said about White, I just think White is going to be featured more and more down the stretch. I mean, it was good to see him finally get 100 yards and over 20 carries, and hopefully that's the case for him moving forward. Um, that Kansas City situation, it's, you know, Good for them that they have so many you know options that they go to, whether it be on uh, the uh, backfield or at receiver. But it's just so hard to trust anybody other than Mahomes and Kelsey each week. You, do you need me to? I don't know if do you know how the apps work. Do you need me to come over there, old man, and help you out with trying to, to add these players? On no, your, I'm good. Your, I'm you're good. Sure I've, you, I've you're done. Sure you still remember well, how while that? while while you were uh, finishing your uh, yes, delicious your chili. chili. Um, I, I I did my 21 leagues. I'm I'm set. You're still playing 21 leagues. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? Joe Serpico is with us. <laughs> Waiver Wire Wednesday. He's Press Box's fantasy football analyst now. Um, Joe, I, it was a really good feeling for me uh, this week. Not in the KZ League, but another league I was in. Um, where, yes, part of the reason I lost was because I didn't take Ezekiel Elliott out of my lineup. And shame on me for that. I was out hiking with the kids on Sunday. So that's my fault. But the other part of the reason why I lost is because I'm a Darren Waller owner. And I decided to pick up Robert Tanyan. The guy I was going up against picked up Moreau, and I got my ass handed to me because of it. How viable is Moreau the rest of the way if he is available in your league? Well, so that's another team right now. Outside of Devontae Adams, it's hard to trust anybody. Yes, Moreau, he has spurts where he's great, and we all know you know when Waller's healthy, he's probably – a top five tight end in the league. Um, now, if you're one of those guys like me who lost uh, Zach Ertz for maybe the foreseeable future, if not the rest of the season, yes, take a flyer on Moreau. He's somebody that is going to get uh, extended looks as long as Waller's out. But then again, that basically comes down to how long is Waller out? Is it you know is it something that's going to play out the rest of the fantasy regular season and go into the playoffs? I'm starting. I'm starting to it. think that's going to be the case. Well, like didn't, didn't they put him on IR? They, did, they put him on IR. So he's gone through week and, 13, and they're terrible. Yeah. So, like, what is the rush to bring Darren Waller back? I, I, uh, I 100% agree with that. Uh, so, yeah, he's somebody you can rely on. Now, I know we've talked about. I feel like almost every week now we're talking about just how terrible the tight end position is. If you don't have Wretched. one of the top, 
yeah, if you don't have, let's say, Kelsey and Andrews, you know, not like I just mentioned, Ertz is down. There's probably the three that you can rely on the most, and then everybody else is basically a crapshoot. Um, throw a dart at the board and just pick a guy at this point. That's kind of how it's been. So, yeah, Moreau, if he's available, you know, absolutely throw, like, a, let's say, a buck two here or there, something like that. you got to add him to your team if you're uh, really in a pinch at the tight end position. But like I said, it's just the way that whole position's been this whole season. Like, you know, just take a flyer on anybody and just pray for the God, fantasy gods to help you out. Should I put in a claim for commit? Like, in, my, in the league where I picked up Tanyan, is commit the guy I should be putting the claim in for? Uh, that, if he's available, absolutely. I think he could be a top. I know he burned a lot of fantasy owners. I think the first two weeks he failed to score any points whatsoever. Uh, but, that, you know, since Justin Fields has kind of got it, it together, kamet uh, has been the main beneficiary of that. I believe he's got two straight games now with two touchdowns. And he's getting extended looks now. He's somebody, again, if, you know, that's such a such a terrible position that you got, almost got to hope that that production continues. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I would like any production I mean, at all. Again, yeah, that tight end, that tight end spot is just so you know it's so hard to rely on anybody. Every single week, I feel like we're talking about, oh, let's take a flyer on this guy, let's take a flyer on that guy. Uh, it, that has really been a down position. I mean, even coming into the season, like we mentioned, Waller, Kyle Pitts has done next to nothing this year too. A lot of people were taking him in, let's say, the third, fourth round, thinking he was going to be something significant. It's just been, just been wild how that position, you know. It, was already kind of watered down in the grand scheme of things entering the season, but now that we've kind of played the season out, it's it's just basically a two man race, and after that, you're just it's a guessing game. Yeah, yeah, not great. Uh, Griffin has a quarterback issue he'd like to ask you. About. Yeah, so I have Geno and Tua on by this week. My option, like, who are my options at quarterback? I, I have Aaron Rodgers available as well as Daniel Jones. Oh, that's a tough one because Rodgers finally showed some signs of life last week. And, of course, it goes against the Cowboys' defense. Probably everybody thought the Cowboys would find a way to shut them down just the way that Packers' offense has been playing and the way the Dallas' defense has been balling out for most of this year. Uh, Daniel Jones, at least he offers you something as a runner as well. Uh, it's not always pretty, but then you know it doesn't always have to be pretty with your fantasy quarterbacks. I mean, we saw last year Jalen Hurts, there would be some games he looked absolutely awful, but still put up 20-point spots. Uh, we have already seen that a couple times already this year from Daniel Jones. Uh, I mean, I can't rely on Aaron Rodgers after one decent showing. I'm not ready to do that just yet. And there was a reason why he was tucked in the later, you know, let's say in between 10 and 12 to start the season, and now it's hard to trust him even as a top, like, 15, 20 option. So just based on the hosting ability alone, I think I would have to go with uh, Daniel Jones and uh, hope for the best there. That's what? not that's not an ideal situation to be in, though. What a world we live in! By the way, that's not th- those are my regular quarterback options. Those aren't my bi week <laughs> hell quarterback options. Those are my, my I drafted Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God, what do I do? Quarterback options for this season. That's where I am. Um, another double digit week for Jalen Warren. Um, you start taking notice of that at some point, and does he start becoming an option that you know if he's still out there, you're using a claim on? Uh, he's somebody I've added in all of my leagues now just because it seems something's definitely going on with Najee Harris. So he just doesn't – I mean, I know he had a pretty decent game this past weekend, but he just doesn't look right. Uh, the reason why they wanted to feature Warren, I think I think I saw a stat last week where, you know, Warren had almost like one-fourth of the touches, and he, but he had 13 carries of, or 13 touches of 10-plus yards as opposed to Harris had just 12 or something along those lines. So Warren just looks like the more explosive player. 
they made it openly known heading into last week that they wanted to get him more involved. And I can see kind of like what we talked about with White earlier, I can just see him getting more and more touches down the stretch. And, you know, as the case with any of these backup running backs this time of the year, you kind of want to stash those guys in the event of injury just because, uh, you know, what's the need for, let's say, you have a fifth wide receiver or a second tight end if you, you know, if you've already got your tight end to pass, uh, you know, the bye week or something along those lines. Just stash these backup running backs. Never want to wish injury on anybody, but that's also the name of the game in fantasy. You want to kind of have a leg up on anybody. So, yeah, I would definitely get Warren on your roster if you have the space available. And what about Kadarius Toney? Oh, I had an argument with a buddy of mine over the weekend over him. I have never been a fan of Tony, regardless of what, you know, with the Giants, even in college, I never thought he was worthy of being a first-round pick. But, you know, he, he takes over that spot with Juju. I don't know how serious Juju's injury is, but they definitely, you know, they used some capital to get him in Kansas City. And Miko Hardman was also out this week. I know we talked about him last week and I believe the week prior as well. And it looked like they kind of put him in that similar role as Hardman. Now, again, kind of like I alluded to before, you know, they just have so many options, you know, outside of Kelsey. It's really hard to trust any of them. Any given week, it could be anyone. We saw a week where Miko Harmon had three touchdowns, and we've seen weeks where, you know, it's uh, Juju that's featured the most. So it's kind of hard to trust any of those guys. Is he worth a waiver spot? Yeah, why not? You know, again, if you need some receiver help, if you're looking for maybe a third or fourth guy down the stretch, but are you going to start him in these next week or so? It's kind of hard to do so until we see, you know, like a proven track record of he's going to be featured quite a bit. Anything else, anybody else's name who jumps off the page at you, you say you got to file this away either for waiver wire Wednesday or if they happen to clear waivers, somebody that should be on your roster. Well, believe it or not, I was surprised to see how uh, available, some, like, I kind of talked about some of these backup running backs. Alexander Madison's a guy that's just, for some reason is hardly rostered. We've seen countless years of Dalvin Cook getting injured. If he's available, you know, if something happens to Dalvin, you got a guy right there, and we could just honestly, we could just go down the line of all of those backup running backs. We talked about Warren, you know, we talked about um, Rashad White. Any of those guys, if, you know, let's say Miles Sanders last night, say something was to happen to him. You have Kenneth Gainwell. So if you have that roster spot to basically stash a couple of backup running backs, that's something you want to do just in case of the event that somebody were to get hurt. And then you got a plug and play option at a relatively position that's you know, running backs typically are what wins you your leagues. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I every nothing's winning me my league this year, unfortunately. <laughs> I think is the answer. That's completely though. different. Yeah, it <laughs> is a disaster. All right, at Joe Serp on Twitter is how you follow him. Pressboxonline.com is how you see all of his stuff. Joe, you're a much better version of Ken Zalis. I've already forgotten about that a hole, frankly. Um, appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. All right. All right, guys. Take care. That's uh, Joe Serpico, Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst, joining us here on GCR. Man, I can't believe how much better he is than you. God, it's crazy, right? Like, I mean, why do we keep you around for so long? We put, a, gonna, put you I'm, out the past yeah, years ago. I'm going to tell you right now why you keep me around. Yeah? Van Jefferson's a guy that you didn't talk about that must be owned I somebody, everywhere. I saw somebody talking about Van Because Jefferson. Cooper Cup's going to miss... Minimum two weeks. It's probably closer to but, four. But they also kind of stink. They do, yeah. but... Somebody's got to catch the ball. They oh, yeah, can't yeah. run the ball worth a lick. Um, okay, so let me give you. I'll give you an example on this on this particular team. Right, I have Mike Evans on a bye. Yes. The only good thing I have going on this roster is my wide receivers. <laughs> I've got Evans and Hopkins. Like that's yeah, it. There you that's go. the list of good things I have going. Um, I've got Dobbs. You know who I'm waiting out. 
I don't know. I, at some point, I might just have to release him. Yeah, I've 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 done the same thing. Um, I guess I would play Terrace Marshall <sighs> this week. So I are guess. you telling me that you would play? Yeah, I'm probably playing Van Jefferson over Marshall. What about if I were to pick up Watson? I mean, he's worth a shot. Or, I, I or, mean, or Tony. Here's here's the thing that bothers. So rank those three: Watson, Tony, Tony's one. You would have Tony one. Yes. Then just 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 the fact that. The offense he plays in, the usage that we saw this week, and it can only get better if Juju is out or limited because I don't think Hardman is back. They, This is a guy that they targeted. Like, nobody nobody was going after this guy, and, and they targeted him. They have a plan for him. This is this is their Tyreek Hill. I, I know, I know and nobody wants to, to say that because they have all these guys. The problem with Kansas City this year is they have not had those explosive plays. Juju is fine, but he's a possession receiver. That's what they have Kelsey for. Uh, MVS is fine, but he's a he's a one trick pony. He can only go straight. They want it. You saw it this week. Tony for me is the number one guy this week. I I get all the things with Christian Watson, and everybody's going to overspend Fab for him mm-hmm. this week because the three. He only had four catches. I, I, I okay? think it's relevant. I think, I think there's a problem with four catches. That team has to run through the running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw that a little bit more this week. Um, both were more involved. Uh, they want Watson to be the splash guy. He's not going to be a, a seven, eight target guy in that offense. And so for me, I, again – I just go by the touches. I I rather have Tony this week. Okay, so you or, go of the four guys: Tony, Marshall, Watson, and Jefferson. Rank them. Tony, Watson, just because of the what if factor. Uh-huh. Uh Jefferson, Marshall, and Marshall. Yeah. Does Paris Campbell fit in anywhere there? No, I think even with Matt Ryan. I, I mean, thank. First of all, I don't know who got in Saturday's ear. But thank you. I mean, you you saved Jonathan Taylor's owners. I mean, by just putting a legitimate quarterback behind there. Um, no, I think I think you still have Pittman Pierce. Uh, you know, Campbell's a nice like maybe bye week fill in, but there's just not enough mouths to feed there when you're when you're going back to a Jonathan Taylor getting 25 carries a game. Um, so I I think. I think the guy I'd rather add if I'm adding a Colt is is I'm probably adding Zach Moss. You know, we talked about what if right. running backs. Mm-hmm. He's a big what if running back. Yep. Um got some talent there. Um two other things that, that I want to point out. Um uh this is the last week you can get Deshaun Watson. Um if he's available, and he's probably available in like 50% of leagues, this is your last week to get him. Yes, you have to have him sit out next week uh, through his bye, but if you're in a situation like you're in with quarterbacks. Yep. Oh, I've, um, I've got him. Um, I'm not you know, proud of it. I don't like no, it. No, I don't but, like it. I have him in leagues. I don't like it, but, I, I mean, it, we're playing a game, and we yep. we're trying to win money. I mean, yep. it is what it is. Um so, so he, I, I, you know the funny thing too. I think Proctor tried picking him up in one of my leagues earlier in the season, and then he got Justin Fields, so he dropped him. Dropped him, right? And what I realized is like I just don't want anybody. Else. What it more is to me, any more than anything else, I don't even know how comfortable I'd be playing him in the first week because I think I still want to see him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do something. Oh yeah. But it's and so by that point I might already be eliminated. Like it might right, be that right. I'm it eliminated might. before he would ever see the field. But with I just don't want somebody else picking him up and beating me with. So it. here, here's my thing. I mean, I. I you, you got to look ahead, and if you're in the playoffs, week 14 is brutal because there's six teams on by, which is just 
I know. How is that a thing? Oh my god! It's just and there's like like there's nobody because they decided nobody should be off next weekend for for Thanksgiving weekend. So there's no bye week in week twelve, and then it picks up thirteen four. It's just we've always complained about this. It's 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 idiotic. Have they always had? Bu- Thanksgiving no bye weeks. I don't remember it being that way. Ah, that seems. I also remember going week fourteen to week eleven were all the buys, and only within the last two years they expanded it with the seventeen week schedule. Just, it feels to, like it, it just, feels like it should be easy. Four teams I on buy every just, week for just, eight weeks. But, but you have all these. But but then you have the international know, games, and you have the. One other piece of advice I want to give everybody: Dante Foreman. You should be offering him for as much as you can get for him at this point. He's his value will never be higher, and his schedule stinks the rest of the way. You know, I don't expect him to have a big game uh, this week against the Ravens. Uh, nobody really runs against the Ravens too much, um, and his schedule isn't great. The quarterback situation isn't great. Uh, Hubbard's coming back, so he's going to eat in mm-hmm. as he gets more. This is he's coming off a huge game, over a hundred yards, score a touchdown, sell. Your your most of your trade deadlines are this week or next week, so you'll never get more bang for your buck, and he's not going to be that guy down the, down the stretch. All right, all right. That's I don't know. I don't know if you know anything about this fantasy football thing, so I'm not sure if I can. I only can play in 21 leagues, so I don't follow it much. Psychopath, you are. <laughs> what a psychopath you are. How's retirement, by the way? Reti- I, can I just in- tell you how much? But I've seriously, enjoyed- in two months, you're going to want to write about the draft. I know you are. You know. It's funny. Um, I've had a couple of different people ask me, like, sort of like you did uh, earlier this year. Like, this is my this is my sleeper. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> the headache. I'm playing in three. I know. I know. I, I, just, I went down. I just, from, I just I scrolled. Down, I scrolled once and it still wasn't done. I went down from four <laughs> to three, and I'm regretting the fact that I agreed to do a third. Now it's mostly because I'm two and two and eight or whatever. I am. Somebody asked me if I was going to follow the draft, and I'm like, you know, I. I don't know. I said because because draft writing is 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 to me is even harder than than fantasy football. Fantasy football, I can live week to week a little bit. Okay, okay. I haven't followed the draft. Like I really haven't. You, you haven't watched college football. I've is watched what you're college, saying? but I haven't watched a lot of it. I'll be honest. I haven't right. watched a lot of it. And right. and now we're getting into the main reason that that I'm sort of not doing it is that like every weekend now, like I'm on a soccer field all day long. So. It's like I, I don't know. Maybe you know, we'll see. I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced that at no, some I point think this whole walk in and may, you're gonna say, may, all right. Maybe next year. All right. Maybe next year, but definitely not this year. <laughs> Do you want? We got it. We're doing college basketball next. Do you want to stick around or are you? I'm gonna go. Okay. All right. But <laughs> this was lovely. Thank yeah, you for the a, snack. a lovely. Thank you for the lovely lunch. lunch. Yeah, Should have right. had a little little candle in the God. middle. <laughs> God, what a nothing fail. <laughs> Brian Powell checked in to remind me that, I, that I, we were welcome for when he no-sold the uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> I Son mean, I mean, we could have tried to sell this, but it really wasn't working. I, it just, I, there was it, nothing there was I nothing. could say that could make it gross. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't gross <laughs> in any way. Like, it wasn't necessary, but it wasn't no. It wasn't gross. No. That's the end of it. Yeah. All right, buddy. Okay. I appreciate you. That's uh, Ken Zalis. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. Appreciate him stopping by and... Paying a quote-unquote penalty. Yeah, penalty. Yeah, this morning. Two things. One, uh, it is official. Calais Campbell will be joining Whoa. Tyus Bowser tonight for the uh-huh. Tyus Bowser Show. We will be at Mother's North in Timonium. Hope you will come join us at 7 o'clock. Calais Campbell joining Tyus Bowser for the Tyus Bowser Show. 
Online sports betting will be starting in Maryland in the next couple of days. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting right now, you can get $300, $300 in pre-registration credit plus, plus other incentives by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $300 in pre-registration bonus credits. PressBoxOnline.com offers. When we come back in, we will talk about the week in college basketball. Our buddy Patrick Stevens joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 15th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, thanks again to KZ for stopping by this morning. And, you know, calling it a punishment would be incorrect. It really was not. It was just a nice little snack this morning. Good uh, good late, late breakfast or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, today's show is also brought to you by our friends, the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, then try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. I happen to know that our next guest has spent a lot of time at Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants over the years. He is our friend, the Washington Post, at Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter. He's Mr. Patrick Stevens, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Patrick, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well. And you, Glenn? I'm all right. Uh, I think that we lead off this week's conversation by talking about Towson, correct? It's a pretty solid 3-0 and start with a couple of nice road wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they picked off a, a UMass team with a new coach that has a very new roster. I, I can't say I'm terribly surprised they went up and did that. Uh, and, and they got Penn the other day pretty pretty convincingly, six-point victory up at the Palestra against a, a Penn team that was picked to win the uh, Ivy League this year. So Nicholas Timberlake is off to an awesome start for them. I believe he averaged 25 in the first week of the season, which, you know, that'll do. Uh, that'll work. Maybe it wasn't quite that much, but he averaged. He got um, he had 27 against UMass and 21 against Penn. So he bad. had a really good week. Not out. bad. However, however you slice it, he, he averaged 25 in those two games. He had eight against Albany, which I think Towson kind of had a a little bit of those, you know, shake off the rust, maybe some nerves, all that stuff in that opener. Uh, but they've played well as they as they begin their uh, run of games away from home. I mean, they only play two more home games before Christmas. Uh, and one of them is next week against Coppin State. But their next game is at UNC Greensboro, a consistently good team in the Southern Conference, uh, and a team uh, that, that, that they'll play the back end of a home-and-home home against. Last year they beat Greensboro by 10,000. Uh, so another tough test awaiting uh, the Tigers here uh, as they look for a 4-0 start. I know you've seen a good amount of Coppin over the first week of the season. They had that incredible performance against, I know Georgetown's not very good, but... You know, geez, that that was outstanding. Um, just sort of, it kind of came apart in the end in overtime. Uh, and then last, yes, last night they they get a really nice win against Navy. What have we learned so far about Coppin, who I think we we both thought was a team that had a chance to take a step this season? Yeah, I I kind of thought of them as a wild card, and I know we talked in the preview show with, with Juan Dixon about Sam Sessoms and what a big boost he was going to be, a guy that. Is, Scored 1,700 points in his career over four years between Binghamton and Penn State. Had been an all-league type of guy in the America East. Had been a solid bench player at Penn State. And, you know, you look up and he's averaging 23 points through four games for them this year. He's, he had 24 points, four boards, four assists, uh, three steals last night. Uh, and, you know, he's an interesting guy that sort of complements how they want to play. You know, I think last year watching them, they would get very jump shot happy. And last night, they basically kind of sized up their situation and said, we've got a much more athletic team than Navy. Let's take it downhill. Let's try to get to the basket. Let's try to get to the foul line. Uh, and that is exactly what they did early on in building a 13-point lead. You know, Juan talked about after the game how they want to be a team that gets downhill. And they did get a little complacent a bit, uh, but managed to shoot themselves out of things. You know, Navy went to, went to a zone to sort of uh, – deter Coppin uh, from getting to the bucket quite as much. Uh, Mike Hood, the guy who hit the three that forced overtime at Georgetown, yeah. came off the bench and had 15 last night. You know, I look at Coppin, and, and, and that combination of Sessoms and Nendatark, 
that's going to win them a lot of games in the MEAC. Uh, and and I'm, I'm pretty well convinced at this point that as long as they can stay on track as a team and, and not have some unraveling, which is something that happened last year, uh, that that's a team that, that's probably going to be a little bit better than what I thought they were going to be, at least in the MEAC. Uh, and here they are, they're sitting at 2-2. Two and two. The last time that Coppin State was at 500 or better, this deep into the season, they were four and four in Fang Mitchell's final season wow. uh, back in 2013-14. And I don't know that somebody's hearing that and saying, "Well, it's not all that deep into the season." But you got to keep in mind that Coppin's schedules notoriously have been uh, almost impossible. I don't even know what the correct word is to describe a Coppin State non-conference schedule. Like just Im- impo- imposing, yeah, cash generating. Yes, correct. And um. so they don't typically. Even four games into the season, we're normally talking about a stretch where they've played maybe like one winnable game and three in you know at Arizona well, at well, UCLA. Well, well yeah. let's let's just let's just point out what they what they did last year. Okay, right? Like yep. last year, they played Loyola, Chicago, DePaul, Ryder, and Connecticut all on the road. Yeah, and we'll take the last pre the pre pandemic season. They got Ryder at home at Virginia Tech at Loyola Chicago at Northern Illinois. So you know, I think the other thing, and and Juan talked about this too with us uh, a couple weeks back. You know, yeah, they had the back to backs early, and let's face it, if they had if they had not played the night before no against question. Charlotte, they probably they probably beat no, Georgia. It's so they, all, they ran they they ran out of gas a hundred percent, and understandably so. Um. But they're not doing too much of that crazy travel uh, the rest of the way. You know, they have back-to-backs later this week at Tennessee Tech and Marshall, which is not. I mean, it's not going to be a ton of fun getting there and all, but it's not. That's not a terrible turnaround for them. And from there on, they've got an at East Carolina and at GW in a in a three-day span, and an at uh, James Madison at home, and an at George Mason in a three-day span, and an at-Richmond and at-Rutgers in a three-day span. So it's, you know, there's pro- it would probably be more ideal to have an extra day in there for all of them, but none of those are truly obnoxious travel situations uh, that are going to deter them, and they certainly don't have any back-to-backs for me. Yeah, Patrick, anything, before we get to Maryland, anything else on the local front that was worth noting over the course of the first eight days of the season? Well, I'm going to go ahead and note that I, I, I'm intrigued by Loyola, a okay. team that they got, a good win got its Sunday, first yeah. win of the season against Brown, and, and they played DePaul pretty tough in that opener. They did not put up much of a much of a uh, much against Penn State. Lost that game by 25 up there. Uh, but for a, a team that uh, it, you know, I, still trying to figure out all the all the pieces there, uh, trying to figure out how do you how do you deal with the the the, the Cam Spencer absence departure, et cetera. You know, Deion Perry, uh, from what I'm hearing, is just been super jet quick for them. And, you know, plays like a freshman at times, but but as Tavares Hardy told us a couple weeks back, you know, they're gonna they're gonna live and die by with what he's able to do at, at the point guard spot. So I'm intrigued to see them. I'm gonna take a look at them on Thursday. They have uh, Washington College in. So not exactly a situation where right. you're gonna learn a whole lot about them but can certainly see some things about some individual players. So that, that's, a, that's a team that I, I think is worth mentioning on the good side. Uh, flip side, i got to say that yeah. last night was not encouraging for UMBC, yeah. a 30-point loss to Princeton, and that was a game that they actually led by 10 early on, uh, and the wheels just kind of came off the wagon for them. So 
They're one and two, and they get a couple games at home this weekend against Lafayette and Central Connecticut. We'll see if they can bounce back. He is Patrick Stevens. He's with us as he is every Tuesday talking college hoops. Um, the Maryland front, I, I guess what we've learned so far is they like scoring 71 points in a game. Um I, I guess this will be for a lot of people the first time they'll get an opportunity to see Maryland because they'll be on TV tonight against Binghamton. The first two games were not. I, I know we talked last week. Have we learned? Did we learn anything more from the Western Carolina game? It, I don't know. It, it, it still sort of seems like there are some growing pains with this Maryland team. Yeah, and and I still am not convinced of how deep they can realistically be over yeah. the course of a season. You know, they they they. I thought offensively eventually figured it out in that game. I think you could basically point to the defense and say that that was an improvement. They gave up two more points than they did against Niagara, but I thought overall they played better defense. But that's also a limited Western Carolina team that they played. I mean, let's not sit around and pretend like it's not. Uh, I will say that I, I think it was clear from the start that they were going to engage Julian Reese in the game a lot more. The 19 points and 12 rebounds were both career highs. Would not be surprised if those are career highs only for a, you know a handful of weeks or months. I mean, he's probably going to have a few games that are a bit better than that over the course of this season. So you know, I, I kind of look at them and, and you know I, I think Ian Martinez is playing pretty well for them. And if he's a solid top guard off the bench, you you could see that being something that can work for them. Uh, I I don't know beyond that. I mean, I think Patrick Emilio, you know, we talked about it last week. I think he's fine against non-conference teams. I don't know how well he's going to hold up as a as a backup big in the Big Ten if, if a Reese or a Dante Scott gets into foul trouble. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, I think we know that, that Kevin Willard likes Jahari Long, recruited him to Seton Hall, and he played 15 minutes the other night. Uh, but beyond that, still a lot of questions. And, and I think that's until Maryland gets into uh, – Dicier opposition, you know, and I think that starts this weekend, this weekend when they'll play right, St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. Coming this weekend with St. Louis and then either uh, uh, either Providence or Miami, I think that's when we're actually going to get answers to, to, to some of these things, or at least initial answers to these things. How good are those teams? Like, so I know you've been high on St. Louis. We've talked a lot about them so far. Um, how difficult is that test for Maryland on Saturday? Uh, that is a that is a team that is experienced. Uh, and has a really good backcourt. They're off to a 2-0 and start. They've handled Murray State and Evansville at home. They actually play Memphis tonight at home in, in one of the more under-the-radar interesting games. I'm not sure Maryland will see a better point guard this season than Yuri Collins of St. Louis. Uh, and then you throw in Javante Perkins and Gibson Jimerson on the, on the wings. Uh, and then Francis Socorro, an Oregon transfer, has been a really solid presence for them in the post. Uh, they they have a lot of answers, uh, and then you talk about Providence and Miami in that in that Sunday game. Providence had a kind of dicey opener, uh, edged Ryder by a point before they handled Northeastern pretty easily. Guy to keep an eye on for them is Jared Bynum, a Georgetown prep guy uh, who really broke out in the second half of Big East play last year. He'd been a Saint, I believe he'd been at Saint Joe's prior to Providence, and then Miami's a team uh, coming off an Elite Eight appearance. Uh, is going to be very, very, very starter heavy. You're not going to see a whole lot of bench minutes in a tight game from them. Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack. Pack being the guy that uh, came from Kansas State and was one of the more prominent NIL-related additions for anybody this season. Uh, Those two guards are going to play big roles for the Hurricanes this year. 
They also have Jordan Miller, a Georgia Mason transfer at the four, and Norchad O'Meara, uh, who uh, really was one of the best players at the mid-major level last year at Arkansas State. Uh, and then he basically looked for greener pastures and managed to land at Miami, and he's going to be, I think, one of the more solid big guys in the ACC. So lots of answers on all three of those teams. Maryland is uh, – we're going to learn quite a bit about where they stand at this point come the weekend. And let's uh, let's take a national look uh, quickly. Obviously tonight, very big night. And, you know, even Michigan State looked you know, pretty good against Gonzaga on Friday. Um, I, I, what is the expectation for – what does that mean for Michigan State? Do we read into that that maybe they're a little bit better than we thought that they were? I don't know if they're ready for a test like Kentucky. And Duke, Kansas seems to be I, – I, I know it's very early in the season. I, I know that those two teams, you know, they're probably going to be comfortably in the tournament. So to say it matters, I, I don't know how much the result of the game matters. But it seems like that's about as good as you could ask for at the beginning of a, ba- a basketball season. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be one of the one of the – at least on paper, it's one of the better non-conference games. So, you know, I, I think uh, both of those teams have had some turnover from last year. Uh, so we'll probably get a better sense of who they are. I mean, I don't, I don't think there was a whole lot that, that we really picked up about Duke uh, from them playing Jacksonville and USC Upstate, and I don't think that there was a whole lot to be gained about figuring out Kansas from their games against Nebraska, Omaha, and North Dakota State. Although North Dakota State has historically been a, a, a pretty decent program. They won 23 games last year. Uh, so there is, you know, it's, it's, that's not beating a nobody. Uh, but this is clearly the opportunity to learn something about those two teams. I mean, the interesting thing is, and you, meant, you mentioned the, the Gonzaga-Michigan State game, like Michigan State's the team that we actually know a little something about at this point because Howard and Duquesne were Kentucky's first two opponents. So, uh, you know, I'll, we'll see how uh, Michigan State recovers from that. I mean, this is a heck of a stretch for Michigan State. I mean, they go from playing Gonzaga out in San Diego to playing Kentucky and Indianapolis to playing Villanova at home, uh, and then they're off to the Phil Knight event out in Oregon and play Alabama next week uh, as the first of three games out there. So, uh, you know, if there's one team that we can definitively say that yeah. we'll know a lot about by the time November comes to an end, it is the Michigan State Spartans. There's no question about that. Anything else on the national front that stood out for you? I mean, I guess. Yeah, the, the Tennessee-Colorado thing was kind of crazy on Sunday. A- anything else that kind of jumps out from the first eight eight days of the season? Well, the Tennessee-Colorado game is one of those things. But the interesting thing is Colorado is part of one of the other interesting things that's gone on in the opening week of the season. The the Pac-12 made a uh, made a uh, a deal, uh, a really interesting and 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 deal, and and something they should be commended for. A, a, basically a challenge series with the SWAC where you would have six home and homes between teams in those leagues. And then the other six teams from both leagues would play home and homes with each other. And so, uh, you know, last week, Grambling goes to Colorado on Friday and comes away with an 83 or Grambling gets Colorado at home and gets an 83 74 victory. Texas Southern gets uh, Arizona state at home. Uh, and, and beats them 67-66 on Sunday. Uh, so those are a couple really nifty victories for the SWAC, and they might not be done because Prairie View has Washington State at home tonight. Hmm. So for, for the SWAC to go get those victories, it's sort of a, a reminder of, you know, at this, at this time of year where teams aren't entirely settled, especially with the rosters in such flux, 
you know, there's a reason why, and it's not just money. There's a reason why coaches of these power conference teams do not want to go on the road and go play in some bandbox someplace yep. against a really hungry, motivated team that, that's getting a shot. And so, you know, if the slack manages a split of these games, I think Oregon got Florida A&M and, and I think, uh, I think it was either USC or UCLA that played Alabama State. Uh, and there was another one in there, too, uh, that's escaping me at the moment. But if, if they get a split, that's, that's pretty remarkable, all things considered. So uh, certainly that, that is a, that's a story that, that has caught my attention here in the opening week. And uh, not that it's that important, but a, a number that, that, struck, that struck me as I was going through last night's results, uh, Yale, 4-0, they just won the Rainbow Classic. 4-0 for the first time since 1949-50. Uh, so there's an Ivy League team to keep an eye on uh, as Yale's off to a really good start. i got to be honest with you. I didn't know they had moved the Rainbow Classic to the start of the season. I was unaware of that. I thought that was a Christmas. Well, what they, what they do now, like it obviously used to be kind of what the Diamond Head is now, yeah. where it's around Christmas. Oh, so they just Christmas do both of them. Okay. okay. So, so, yeah, so this is a whole – they bring out three teams and everybody gets three got games. It. Got it. So I believe it was it was Yale, Mississippi Valley, and Eastern Washington okay. that went okay. out there for three games in three days. Okay. All right. Now I'm now I understand. Now I was the idiot there. <laughs> I get it now. All right. We're gonna attempt to salvage our game. We'll see how it goes this week. I I, I think that you're gonna I think you're gonna be fine. And then I think we'll get back into it. I'm getting rid of all the five team guys. They're go- it's insane. You and I can do that off the air sometime because the the names it's just insane. We're only going with four-teamers moving forward. For Patrick Stevens, okay. can he name the MLB teams that these players played for? So, uh, I begin with someone who was a four-time All-Star, who four times finished in the top ten of Cy Young voting. And I had only forgotten about one spot for this person because he only pitched one game for them. <laughs> okay. Four teams for Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels was a uh, Philadelphia Philly mm-hmm. and a Chicago Cub. Of course. And a Texas Ranger. Most certainly. And then where did he make and, one and, start? And he was an Atlanta Brave He for made a game. one start for the Atlanta Braves in 2020 during the pandemic season. And I did not have any recollection of that whatsoever. So I had two options. I could have gone with the slam dunk or I could have gone with a trickier one. So because you went four for four, we'll go with them. That's slightly, slightly trickier. Um, someone who is a Catonsville native was only once an all-star, but four times a World Series winner, a reliever. The four teams for Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson was definitely a Mariner. Obviously. And he was definitely a Yankee. Yep. And that pretty much knocks out, like, the bulk of it, The overwhelming majority of it. In fact, uh, one season somewhere else and then a cameo appearance. One season and a cameo appearance for Jeff Nelson. Yes. Whew. Um... I can't say Seattle again, can I? No, no, but um, he did for for the record. I oh no, he did go back. Yes, you're 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 he feeling he did no. go back. It, it, he spent 2003 between. Wait a second, he went back twice. <laughs> so he went to New York, <laughs> then in 01 he ended up back in Seattle. Then he was traded back to New York in the 03 season, and then he pitched 2004 somewhere else, and then he signed back in Seattle in 2005. So he had three different stints with the Mariners. So your gut instinct to say it again is backed up. 
I feel like th- I feel like that's almost worth half a point. I am this, I am right? willing to like, give you a half a point to make sure that we finished over five hundred for Jeff Mills. Um, gosh, I- I'm struggling to remember where else he did. Yeah, was he in Texas? That's uh, you know what, dude, th- you won, you win. Stop. The last okay. the last stop was a, it was it was falling apart in 06, and he made six appearances. Okay. Uh, so one other spot for Jeff Nelson, uh, maybe Boston? Yeah, what, White Sox. The other Sox. White Sox? Yeah, okay. the White Sox. But that is unbelievable. I had no memory at all of Jeff Nelson as a Texas Ranger. That's incredible. All right, sir, what's the schedule look like for you this week? I'll be in College Park tonight to, to see the Terps one more time before they, they hit, hit the road. Uh, American has William & Mary in t- tomorrow. Loyola on Thursday. And then UMBC has a, a 2 o'clock matinee against Lafayette on Friday. Uh, so that plus a Navy with UC San Diego on Saturday or on Friday. And, and then Sunday, probably catch both of those teams again. UMBC has Central Connecticut and Navy has Youngstown State. Uh, and then that'll be, the, that'll be the last game I see before we talk again. You don't, you don't have uh, requirements that force you to be at the Maryland football game by chance, do you? I will. I actually will be there. I was. I was omitting that. We but, will. Well, hey, I, chance, I only chance to see Ohio State. That's true, and I only bring it up because. We but will, you've got. You've got. Uh, you've got AJ. That's AJ correct. Francis's food drive. That's exactly Fantastic. right. Fantastic. We will be there on Saturday collecting canned goods for uh, Sarah's house in Fort Meade. So please, everybody who's coming down to the Maryland Ohio State game, bring your non-perishables on Saturday. Support uh, a, a friend of ours and Patrick's as well. Uh, AJ Francis is a good man. Uh, at Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter is how you follow him. Always appreciate you, pal. I'll see you on Saturday, all right? It's... Awesome. Take care, Glenn. Thanks, buddy. Patrick Stevens checking in with us as he does every week. Talk some college hoops. Yes, again, please. I know it's not been a good couple of weeks for Maryland football. Ohio State's really good. You get to see them up close and impersonal. And who knows? You know, Tyrell Pigram nearly beat uh, Ohio State, as Jonas Schaefer reminded us yesterday. Um, or if you just. You can't. You don't want to go to the game, but you're willing to come down and maybe enjoy a couple beers at tailgate. We will be at all the entrances at uh, CQ Stadium on Saturday. Um, we will be collecting non-perishable food items for uh, AJ Francis's annual food drive, benefiting um, the Sarah's House at Fort Meade, and of course AJ, who played at Maryland and Arundel County native, and had a great NFL career himself. Now you know him as Top Dalla in WWE. So if you've got a kid who's a pro wrestling fan, watches SmackDown on Friday nights, I promise you it would make their year if you brought them down to the game on Saturday and you brought some non-perishables to meet AJ um, or Top Dalla at the, uh, w- or the, of the WWE at Saturday's Maryland-Ohio State game. All right, today's show is also brought to you by that was a that was a, a very chilly laden burp that I just like it's fine. It's just chilly and it was tasty chilly, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not like having a a pepper and mayonnaise burp later on in the day where you're like Aah! like that it was, was just I mean that yeah. the pepper and mayonnaise. But I tasted it is my point. Like yes, I I did okay. taste that, that right there. That's nice. Thank thank you, Mike. Mike is here, by the way. Mike is 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 here. Oh, um, yeah. That was again. It was fine. Everything about it was fine. It's not a. We probably don't even need to put that one up on TikTok, honestly, because <laughs> it was just a nice little snack. Really, is all it was. <laughs> Today's show is also brought to you by. Speaking of uh, nice snacks, Glory Days Grill. Every night after nine o'clock is six ninety nine apps, and they are wonderful snacks, including the smoky thigh wings, the b- buffalo chicken dip. 
Mott Sticks, all of it available for $6.99 every night after 9 o'clock at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. We'll come back in. Tidbit, Tubular, and Simply the Bets all on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face are you talking about violent night micah because i've never been more excited for a film than i am violent night oh, we, we've heard we're, about your we're doing that violent at midnight night. i hope you guys understand what what day does it come out what day does violent night is it like december it's like the first week of december or something right. like that? violent night uh hits theaters on uh, maybe it's the last week of november i don't know uh Oh, okay. So you can go see it on Thursday, December first. Okay, is when it's and it, yeah, they don't do midnight showings anymore. You can start watching it at five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> what the hell happened to that? What it, we used to be it's a proper country, right? That just means it opens on Thursday. That's what that means. <laughs> it, like this is nonsense. 
When we say a movie comes yeah, out the on the midnight, second. The midnight showings were fun. It, we were to incredible. Go like, yeah. Packed I, theater. We did a bit in Arizona when we worked out there when we were in our early 20s where every week we picked a different movie. We didn't care if it was a big deal, not a big deal because we our show was 8 to midnight. And so we would pre-record the final segment of the show and we would meet listeners out on Thursday night and we would go see some movie at midnight every Thursday that was coming out. Now, some of them were great, right? Like we... <laughs> I think, that's sick. I think Superbad was one of them uh, that we went and saw. The Simpsons movie when it came out. Like we, then there were others that were like, we don't really know what this is, but we'll go look at. It. Like Smoke and Aces was one we went and saw at midnight on a Thursday night. Great time at, at Cinemaplex. Smoke and Aces was a lot of fun. We went and saw Pan's Labyrinth at midnight. Probably a movie that we should have gone and saw at a time where we were a little bit more awake. It was it was a bit of a headache. But like we would just go see anything at midnight because going to a movie at midnight the night before it felt like you were stealing. It felt like. You were the one, like, I'm getting this before you can. Like, it felt like you had pulled off a heist. Even the the the, the Batman movie, um, The Dark Knight, right? Like, yeah. even the one before The Dark Knight. Which one, what was that called? What was the one before Dark Knight called? Is that Batman Begins? Batman Begins. I think yeah. we went and saw that one at midnight. I made everybody go see, the worst one that I made everybody go see at midnight was I made everybody go see... It was the last American Pie movie, American Reunion or something like that. I was so excited about it because I, it brought me back to when I was 18 years old and American Pie was the biggest thing in the world. I was like, oh, we'll go see American Reunion, and it stunk. I mean, it was terrible. God, it was wretched. Um, and I definitely made everybody go see that at midnight. But I love going to midnight movies. I would actually prefer to do this at midnight, but... I'm guessing we'll get more people to go with us if we go earlier in the day. We're going. And We're with a movie this. like Violent Night. I feel like Violent you, Night you can't absolutely go, should be at midnight. You can't thing. go at 5 p.m. All right, we're not going at 5, but we'll go <laughs> at, I don't know, maybe we'll go at 9. Maybe we'll do a 9 p.m. Mm. screening of Violent Night on December 1st. Gonna need everybody to start registering now. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna Fill be, the theater. By the way, it's gonna be me. <laughs> That's gonna be the answer. Even Mike is gonna be like, yeah, dude, I got the volleyball. Sorry. Yeah. I'm 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 out. I, I can't make it. Just the way it's gonna go. Uh last time uh, Paul and I tried to schedule a field trip for everybody to go see the Jackass movie, and everybody lied and was like, Yeah, we're all in. It was when uh it was when we had Lil Jordan and Papa Cass around. Everybody was talking like, Yeah, we'll go see we're gonna go on a Friday right after the show. We're like, I'm it's on me, I'll pay for everybody, I'll take care of it. <laughs> And everybody, like, literally that morning was like, yeah, the thing is, um, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Uh, Paul and I just went by ourselves on a date. It was a lovely little date that we went and saw the Jackass movie. Um, but, yeah, we're going to Violent Night. That's the thing that's happening. All right, I have, like, eight reads i got to do before we start the betting show. Um, first of all, a reminder that online sports betting starts in just days. And Pressbox has your hookup for all of the best offers PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. You're going to get great sign-up incentives. Right now, $300 worth of pre-registration credit plus other incentives available at PressBoxOnline.com. $300 in pre-registration bonus credits. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Go check it out right now as you decide what you're going to do for sports betting now that it's legal in the state of Maryland. Tidbit is brought to you by the new print issue of PressBox, which is available right now. We were just talking about Maryland basketball. Kevin Willard is on the cover. Go pick it up today for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. What you got? All right, so Michael Harris and Spencer Strider are the eighth set of teammates to finish 1-2 in Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, you don't joining, actually think I know? Do you? Uh, no, I don't think you. I don't think okay. you could name. You should be able to name the most recent one. Twenty eleven was the most. Was the last time a set of teammates went one and two 
How am I supposed to remember who was Rookie of the Year in 2011? I guess you really can't. It's very specific. You want to tell you the team? Sure, tell me it the was, team. It was also the Atlanta Braves. Also the Atlanta Braves. Yes. 2011. It was also the Atlanta Braves. Neither of them... What team is it? Yeah, neither of them are... I think neither of them are at Braves anymore, and they're now both on the same team. That's not the Braves. Who would have been Rookie in an 11? Freddie Freeman? Freddie Freeman, yeah. Who finished second? It was a reliever. Reliever. Still one of the top closers uh, in baseball. Still one of the top. Kimbrell? Mm-hmm. Craig Kimbrell wow. and Freddie Freeman. Before wow. that was 1989. Jerome Walton and Dwight Smith of the ah, Chicago Cubs. W- that, that one I would have remembered, obviously. Uh, and then the first the first duo to do it was 1957 with the Philadelphia. I guess they were the Phillies by then, right? 1957? 57, yes. Uh, Jack Sanford huh? and Ed Bouchy. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, ahead. yeah. Uh, is that it? Is yeah. that the totality? I mean, do, you want me, do you want me to read the whole list? I mean, you're not. No, no, no. I don't, I don't know. I don't. We got to move names. on. We got to move on. <laughs> we got to move on. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Tubular brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Come out this Sunday. To the game day firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, Firefighters Union Hall. Sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win your own and $500 worth of grilling meats. The Ginsu Kamado Grill. Also use the code tailgate at ginsugrills.com and you'll save $100 on your order. All right, as I mentioned, Maryland's on TV tonight. Big Ten Network as they take on Binghamton at 7 o'clock. Morgan's at Akron at 7 o'clock. GoZips.com. Mount St. Mary's hosts McDaniel at 7 on ESPN+. Champions Classic tonight. Uh, Kentucky-Michigan State at 7 and Duke-Kansas at 9.30. Both of those are on ESPN. In between, they'll unveil the new college football playoff top 25. Some other good games tonight. Um, FS1 has Northwestern-Georgetown at 6.30. Marquette-Purdue at 8.30. CBS Sports Network has Memphis-St. Louis at 9. Dayton-UNLV at 11. Everything else, uh, Vermont-USC at 11 on Pac-12 Network. Everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com as far as uh, college basketball. Find it there. Maction this evening. Bowling Green and Toledo at 7 on ESPNU. Ohio Ball State at 7 on ESPN2. Caps Panthers at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Flyers. Blue Jackets at 7.30. TNT is Grizzlies Pelicans at 7.30. Nets Kings at 10. Uh, Tennis Channel, ATP Tour Finals continue throughout the day. MLB Network tonight at 6 for the Manager of the Year announcement. I think there's... I didn't think there was any chance for Adley Rutschman. I think there's a small chance for Brandon Hyde. I still don't think he's going to win. I still think Scott Service is going to win, but we'll find out. Uh, USA Network tonight for WWE NXT at 8. And, of course, the Tyus Bowser show will be live at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. But come join us tonight at Mothers in Timonium with Tyus and his special guest, Calais Campbell. Non-sports? Not a whole lot, just just kind of the late-night shows. Uh, Pat Benatar will be on James Corden. Um, Amy Adams and Maya Rudolph will be on Jimmy Kimmel. For apparently, dis- Pat, for apparently, Pat Benatar is opening for Pink on her tour. Oh, really? And it's coming to DC. I didn't realize that Pink could do stadiums. I didn't know that. Like, I like Pink. I actually think her songs are very good. I thought that maybe we were a little bit past that. I didn't think that Pink was still. I believe apparently still a stadium. She's act. going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of Pat Benatar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then Seth Rogen will be on Fallon. So will Bruce Springsteen still. Um, Quentin Tarantino will be on Seth Meyers. What's Seth Rogen plugging? What's uh, there's a movie I, or or. 
Oh, he's in the Steven Spielberg thing, right? Oh, is he? I I, I saw that it, he's promoting Dumb Money, which they're already oh. doing like a movie or something about the GameStop Wall Street short squeeze oh, thing. Okay, all right. I and I think that. that's what right. he's. I I you know. I thought I thought you got to watch to find. I thought out. it was in the Spielberg movie that he could be. All right, uh, very good. Thanks today to Patrick Stevens. Thanks to Joe Serpico. Thanks to Vontae Leach. Thanks to Ken for stopping by. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com tomorrow on the program. Uh, we're going to chat with Navy soccer coach Tim O'Donohue. They're in the NCAA tournament. They won the Patriot League, and they're playing in the NCAA tournament, so we are going to uh, chat with him. Um, we'll get you segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show with Calais Campbell, and I believe Jacoby Jones will be tomorrow as well as we'll double dip in uh, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Super Bowl title this week. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, the Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Micah, Micah.Ernest on Instagram. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Maryland, Morgan State basketball. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. Uh, coming up next, Simply the Bats. Welcome into Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Glenn Clark, Griffin Bass, Mike is hanging out this morning as well. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll head into the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. And our guy Leon Twyman will be there. We'll let you know what's going on this week, how it is that the book did over the past week. So we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. But we start, as we do every week, by heading out to Vegas. Our friend from VEASAN, Mr. Aaron Oster, standing by. As he'll let us know what his five L's are. And he comes in a little hot this week. Aaron, what's going on, pal? How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Yeah. A lot better than the Eagles after last night. Yeah, that's true. You had a pretty good week last week. I did, I did. Yeah, I was uh, skeptical, and uh, when it was 35-13 at the half, I was like, God, that Aaron's a dummy to pick a Navy to cover. What the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> Turns out, not only did they cover, they nearly made it really interesting, 35-32, so you got that one. Yeah. Um, you hit a long shot. How about that? I did. Hit a long shot. All of Geno Smith, Tua Tungavailoa, and Derek Carr to throw two or more touchdowns at plus 900. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Big winner for Aaron last week. I like that we reconsidered our the long shot uh, thought process. Um, and then uh, his love, Miami, uh, Ohio, over 51.5, 37-21 the final, 58 points, very much hitting it the over. But as Griffin points out, that's not all. Some of oh? your past bets, long-term bets from mm -hmm. back in early May, Plus 480 on Julio Rodriguez to be American League Rookie ding. of the Year. Ding, ding, ding. From June 21st, randomly, and a very small number, Colorado football under three and a half wins. <laughs> They've clinched. They've got two games to go. They have one win. It is nice. clinched. Forgot about that one, yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you hit that one. Um, you told everybody not to bet on the Eagles to go undefeated, which I very much agreed with you. I thought that would have been an insane bet to make. Now, you, of course, were using it in your dumb way to like tell everybody a lesson. Don't bet on them to go undefeated. Just bet on them in the games. God, it annoys me when you do that. But you were right. They didn't go undefeated. That was a bad bet. <laughs> it was a very bad, bad, bad bet. Uh, also points out that in April, you had a 16-1 to play on Sandy Alcantara to win the NL Cy Young Award. And he is the favorite, as uh, that will be Looks announced. Looks good right now. That will be announced tomorrow, so we will find out next week if you are a winner on that one. So everything's coming up Oster at the moment. Let's see if we can continue. Which means it. save me right now. Yes, correct. <laughs> Do not ride any of this this week. Let's make five L's. Uh, local, long-term, long-shot, loser, and lovable bets. We begin locally. What you got? This was a tough one because Quite frankly, most of the local football games this weekend, I, I don't like any of the lines. I don't yes, like the, the spread. The lines are quite big. Yeah, li lines are big, and I don't know that they're wrong and big, whether it's the Ravens, whether it's Maryland, whether it's Navy. Um, I, I kind of like the favorites in all of them, but I'm also very hesitant to take those lines. The lines feel very right at the moment, so I'm going to skip all of the spreads. Um, no real college basketball to play. I, I did look in that direction and nothing really to play today. So I will say, take the Ravens game and I'll just kind of go almost a, a default play here. Uh, Ravens facing the Panthers. The total in the game is 43 and a half. Uh, that's already ticked down from 44. So a little bit of money coming in on the under and Ravens this season, six and three to the under Panthers six and four on the under and I actually, I, I do like this right now at 43 and a half. The problem is if you tell me that the Ravens are going to get their pieces back this week, if you tell me, there's some things that could make me a little more hesitant right now. But if it's the teams we've seen the past few weeks, I'm comfortable playing under the 43 and a half. This might be something where you want to wait, uh, want to see exactly how everything plays out with the injuries and everything. But right now, my play on a local will be under 43 and a half in the Ravens and Panthers. Um, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I haven't, I haven't looked at the weather for this weekend at all. I get the idea of if the Ravens just do what they've shown themselves to do the last couple of weeks and control the ball, and then, mm -hmm. then, then it, it makes all the sense in the world. It will not be what I play with the Ravens this week, but I, I get it. I think it's a fairly safe play i think that's a fairly yeah. safe one all right uh let's go next let's go to your long term what's the futures bet that stands out to you uh so obviously uh you know 
we're past the halfway part in the NFL season. We're starting to look at playoff pictures and, you know, the playoff odds are a little more banged into place and you're not finding a lot of value in it anymore because, you know, we know about these teams. I did happen to, look, you know, as I was going through the whole list, there was one that jumped out at me though. And that's the New York Jets right now are minus 102 to make the playoffs. They're 6-3 and three right now, obviously, and uh, if the season ends day, they'd be in uh, the playoffs. They have home games left against the Bears, Lions, and Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And they don't play the Dolphins until week 18. And who knows what the Dolphins will have going on. And they're only, you know, three, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Patriots this week. When you go into, like, the models, the playoff models, all of them have the Jets as much over uh, 50%. Football outsiders actually have the Jets 73.9% to make the playoffs. New York Times, 65%. PFF, 62%. So all of those, you know, the implied minus 102, 50, 51%, uh, almost rather than that. I understand if you don't think the Jets are the 6-3 and three team, but I think they've put themselves at a position right now with the remaining schedule that they have a really good chance to make the playoffs, and they certainly have more than a 50% chance to make the playoffs. So I think the Jets making the playoffs at minus 102 is actually good value. I hear you. This is the part where <laughs> I say they're still the Jets. They're the right? Jets. Like, yep. I, like I, everything you just said is extraordinarily logical and makes all the sense in the world. And then on the flip side, Jets. <laughs> like, that's what I'm yep. struggling with is I know you're right but I still don't think it's a bet that I could make. I still think I would have to say, <laughs> I'll let you make that one, and I'll go ahead and find something else to, to uh, put my American dollars on that isn't the New York Jets. But again, all of your logic quite sound. I want to compliment you before I say, you're an idiot. <laughs> no, I mean, I... I you're I, absolutely right, I, but I, you're wrong. Yeah, I, no, trust me, I get it. I completely understand it. All right, uh, now, long shot. You're coming off a big hit last week. You got a Mm -hmm. big underdog bet. Where do we go this week as we look for a long shot? Um, You know, we'll we'll go right back to the well, and that's these uh, FanDuel weekly specials that they put out, these prop specials that, uh, you know, can have some decent payouts. It's not quite plus 900 right uh, this time. It's plus 650, and it's a a fun one that, you know, it will be fun to talk about. It will be fun to... uh, to ride, and I think that it actually has a hit. Uh, Justin Fields, obviously one of the talks of the NFL right now with the way he's running, and FanDuel has a he's going to run a lot uh, parlay going, which is Justin Fields, 100-plus rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. He's coming off back-to-back games where he did just that. He's the Bears and Tigers offense, and the Falcons defense, not very good. I can get that at plus 650? Okay, I'm going to take that. Um... Yeah, like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It doesn't. It doesn't require the Bears having to win, which they're not good at. Um, nope. I. It's six fifty, really. Six fifty. That doesn't seem right, does it? <laughs> I mean, I get look as as much as we you know he's done it two games like a hundred yards and a touchdown from I a know, quarterback. I know it's still it's a lot. So I I understand. And, and that's probably why they're putting. They want everybody to be like, "Oh man, I think that should be three to one." You know, I'm going to take it at plus six fifty. Um, look, it, it's something that again, this is a little bit of a long shot. I don't, you know, it's plus six fifty, and it might not be plus six plus six fifty when you when you make the odds. 
but it's not something that's necessarily likely to hit either. This is probably a 30%, like I said, I, probably fair odds, 3, 4, 1, but they're hoping people see it, play it, knowing that they won't have a 50-50 chance, and then if it doesn't hit, they make a lot of money off of it. That's fair. I understand what FanDuel is doing. Yep. But this will be a fun one to play. I agree. I agree. All right. He is Aaron Oster. He is with us for our five L's this week of sports betting. Uh, next up, give me the one that you say, don't make this bet. It is a loser. So I gave out this theory. We talked about this, and I gave out oh, this God. type is, of There's anything I like more than Aaron's theories. I love it when we use losers for theories. No, no, no. You actually liked this one the last time I said it. Um, there's a super, super, super stinky NFL line out there for next week. There's a line that you're going to see that random Joe Schmo off the street is going to see and immediately say, oh, well, the odds makers have this wrong. I'm pl- putting all my money down on this. The Vikings are one and a half point underdogs at home yeah. to the Cowboys. Yeah. This is the line everyone's looking at and saying, wait, that it's supposed to be the other way, right? Yep. Or it's even supposed to be more. Like, the Ozbekers got this wrong. Everyone is going to be putting their money down on the Vikings. Every single person. I, this is going to be the ones you, you hear the Ozmakers on these shows talk about me like, ah, oh, we have an 8-to-1 ticket count on the Vikings. And you know what's not going to happen? That line's not going to move. Mm-hmm. That line is sitting at 1.5. It opened at 1.5. It's gotten early money, and it's sitting at one and a half right now. And the oddsmakers are taking a stand on this one. Uh, they're, they have the Cowboys rated much higher than the Vikings and the Power Rangers ratings. They're not moving. And I'm not sure if I have the stones to take the Cowboys in this one. I, I haven't quite decided yet. But I know one thing I am not doing under any circumstances is taking the Vikings plus one and a half. So I'm putting that down as a loser. I get it. I completely understand. Although I also, this was what scared me. I I decided to uh, to play Texas because I thought to myself, somebody knows something. Yes. There was no reason. It doesn't reason, always work out. And I, they didn't know anything. Texas stinks. No. I'm infuriated <laughs> by it. I had to eat a cinnamon roll and chili this morning because of it. I'm not, although that was fine. It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't really even a penalty. I was gonna say that doesn't sound terrible. Yeah, it wasn't terrible at all. It was a really bad. It was a really bad uh, penalty. Um, I, 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 I struggle with this because I am with you that there's just stay the hell away from it when when it's mm-hmm. it, it it teeters on reverse lock. Yep, but it might not be. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Know. Well, and that and that's why I'm not. That's not why I'm not putting in my love. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying. Don't bet this. Do I, not bet the Vikings. Hear I hear you. All right, so what do you love this week? Who do you love? <laughs> I actually had a college football. When I was uh, making my notes last night, I had a college football game I really liked, which I'll, I'll give, down, give out as a lean. I really like uh, Washington State minus three and a half at Arizona for a number of reasons, including Arizona coming off of a huge win. Uh, I think that line should be a little bit higher. But – when I opened up my uh, computer this morning, I saw what the lines were posted for the NFL after last night's game. Uh, there's a huge overreaction on the Eagles' loss. I understand the idea that the commanders just showed the blueprint on how to beat the Eagles, and now teams can follow it. Um, but that should not have led to a 
three, two and a half or three point movement on the Eagles Colts game. The Eagles game is now uh, minus six and a half. It opened up at nine or nine and a half on Sunday night. Um, I, I, again, I understand that, you know, hypothetically the Colts with Jonathan Taylor could sort of do what the commanders did last night. I just don't see it right now. This number should not be below seven. Give me the Eagles minus six and a half. Uh, Jeff Saturday fever, baby. I don't know if you've heard, he's the greatest coach in the history <laughs> of football. And we were all a-holes forever doubting him because he was able to beat the Absolutely. Raiders. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I hear you. What's the story on, on Jordan Davis? Like what's, what's, what's his deal? Because that was the biggest thing that jumped out at me. Like if you want to look at that and say, Hey, what we did learn is that the Colts, you know, they're capable of running the ball. Not sure if you heard, um, if Jordan Davis is going to be out, then there that's to say it's the blueprint is one thing to say, this is the exact team that should be able to do the thing that Washington did. Now, I get it, to your point, Washington still needed a great amount of conspiracy. They still needed what should have been a go-ahead touchdown to suddenly turn into a disastrous fumble. Um, they still yeah. needed an, an insane missed face mask um, on, to create a turnover that, that changed the course of the game. Like They still needed a lot of conspiracy yep. in order to be able to win, but I don't know if they needed as much conspiracy in order to be able to play close, right? Like that's the part I can't quite. Yeah, and it's why out. it's 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 why I, I you know I would have stayed away from this game at eight eight and a half because yeah. here's the thing: like we knew that the Eagles couldn't stop the run going into last night. Like that was not a new thing. It was not you know it's it's why everyone loved the Brian Robinson prop last night. It's why. Um, you know, the line had started to tick down a little bit, but nowhere near to where it is now. So I'm just, usually when you have look-ahead lines and something's very different without an injury being involved, you should be looking at the look-ahead line to say, hey, this is what the line should be, and right. it might end up getting back to that. Um... So when, when the look-ahead line's eight and a half, nine. No injuries that we know of. If there, you know, if there's something we didn't know about, if AJ Brown's all of a sudden comes up, those limps were something a little bit more. Then okay, we can talk about that a little bit more. But from what we know right now, I think this line gets back to seven and a half, eight, and I'll take it at six. By the way, to, to your point, I I actually did this last week. The look ahead on Chargers 49ers was a pick'em and moved to a seven point mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge win for me, baby. <laughs> huge win. <laughs> Greatest cover of all time. What a spectacular cover from the Chargers in that game. So I I, I hear you. Uh, by the way, Jordan Davis not eligible to return until week 13 from IR. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm apprehensive. I hear you, but I'm apprehensive. All right. Um, those are the five L's for sports betting this week. Aaron, uh, remind everybody whatever, what you got going on with Eason. Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com, all of our programming. We are, you know, big day for college basketball day with the Champions Classic. We still have our college basketball guide out. And out right now is our World Cup guide. World Cup starts Sunday. Many, many bets to play. All the group play bets are out now. All the will they advance. Pretty much so many different props you can play in the World Cup. We'll have that all for you in our World Cup, guys. So check all that out at Eason.com. All right, very good. At the Oster on Twitter is how you follow him. He is, of course, our buddy Aaron Oster. Appreciate you, pal. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, all right? Hope everyone hits their bets. It's Aaron Oster from VEASAN joining us here on Simply the Bets. Of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel is where you go to make all of these bets. 
And when we come back in, we will head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel to catch up with our buddy Leon Twyman, the general manager. That's next. This is Simply the Bets. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and bo smoke profiles ravens receiver devin duvernay press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all over offseason discussing every signing trade and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training you can watch us at youtube.com slash pressbox online and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio and if you miss a show you can find us anywhere you get your podcast so tune into the bat around with paul valley and zach goodman every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at pressbox sports Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887- 5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and the Hotel Maryland, continues along here on this Tuesday as we get ready for another big weekend of football action. And as was just mentioned by uh, Aaron Oster, the World Cup gets underway on Sunday, and we're gonna t- we'll, we'll have Leon Twyman explain it to us more, but you're going to be able to watch the games. I know there are going to be odd hours for World Cup games, but you're going to be able to watch them 
and you'll have the self-service kiosks uh, all available and open for you in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. So even though some of these matches, I know the one, the first one on Sunday is at 11 a.m., so that's kind of a normal time um, for that first one, but some of them will be early in the morning. You'll still be able to watch all of them and get your bets in in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Just taking a look, just just for funsies right now, um, the uh, the futures bets. Brazil, your favorite to win the World Cup at plus 420. Argentina at plus 550. France, 6-1. to one. Spain, plus 750. England, 8-1. to one. Germany, 10-1. to one. Netherlands, 12-1. to one. And uh, Los Estados Unidos, 150-1. to It's pretty good value. 150 to yeah. You never know. You never know. I don't know. I don't know about all of that. I don't know about all of that. Um, just for the record, you can uh, play as far as the United States is concerned. Their um, their total tournament goals over two and a half. They're pretty confident. Minus two sixty. Over three and a half. Minus one twelve. But if you're bullish. If you think the Americans can score some goals, especially if you think they can get out of the group, right? Like they can play at least a fourth match. Over four and a half starts to get you plus money on total goals for the United States in the World Cup. So if you are bullish about their ability to score goals during the tournament, you can play that right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, which is where we find our friend Leon Twyman, the general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Leon, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good. How's it going? I guess it's good afternoon now. I'm going I'm going all right. Well, I don't know if I'm going all right. I thought it was still morning, so maybe it's not right. <laughs> um, Leon, the rundown for the World Cup. I was just trying to explain it to everybody. Obviously, the matches will be at odd hours. You told us last week, no matter when, you'll be able to watch the matches in the FanDuel Sportsbook, correct? That is correct. We have a plan to make sure that those are going to be on at all hours. So even these 5 a.m. early morning matches will be on the 100-foot media wall there in the FanDuel Sportsbook. And even if the Sportsbook is not yet open, you have the self-service kiosks available to you. That is correct. Get action all hours of the night. There you go. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the plan for the World Cup, which gets underway on Sunday. Um, Leon, some news this week. We could be within days at this point. I mean, it could literally be next week that mobile sports betting becomes legal in the state of Maryland. You have been trying to tell us about how mobile sports betting and the FanDuel Sportsbook will be integrated. But if if that goes live, right, if we're really talking about, like, come Thanksgiving, mobile sports betting is in play in Maryland, what does that look like for integrating that with the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland? So right now, obviously, we want everyone to enjoy the experience. So you're not going to get the experience at home that you would get inside of the sports book here at Maryland Live. So what we're hoping is we can still drive that foot traffic. You know, if you want to wager on your mobile, that's fine. We are going to have the options for you to either deposit funds to your account from our windows or withdraw your funds from your account and our windows as well. So we're trying to make sure we still have that, um, integration there for the for our guests to come in and keep that foot traffic and get that experience from what we offer here in a sports book 
Um, and it sounds like the way that it sounds to me is that like essentially it's it's almost like you now have a lot more betting pads available to you, right? Like that almost everybody yeah, has their own personal betting pad now. That's essentially what it's going to be. Um, again, just because you can you can just wager so much more um, as well as far as like on the the kiosks and the the bet pads and mobile. So going to have a lot of a lot of things that you'll be able to do. So hopefully. We can still drive that foot traffic in, um, especially if people want to come and see me. I mean, I Correct. try to make the, it fun here the, for everyone. The mega star, Leon <laughs> No, I think what you said before is the important part. It's the experience. I think everyone who's ever watched a major sporting event in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland or you know, has, un- has understood it from past experiences going to sportsbooks, whether it's in Vegas or whatever it was, in the past, you get why it's so different. It's electric. It's amazing, the atmosphere. It's the closest thing you can feel to being there. And in a lot of ways, I think it's better than being there because you don't have to wait eight hours to go to the bathroom um, at, at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. That's not an, an hour-long line to go pee. Um, it's, it's, it's the electricity of the atmosphere now combined with the convenience of incorporating mobile betting. I, I also, you know, take me through, I, I know in the past we've talked about there might be some things that be available via mobile and some things that be available via, you know, in person and uh, the brick and mortars. Do we know anything more about, like, are, are there maybe things that you'll be able to do while you're in the FanDuel Sportsbook that you might not be able to do? Do we know anything more about that? Ah, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still learning as well. I'm okay. waiting to hear some of that. Okay. So that's some of the things I'm waiting to hear. Um, it's gonna be interesting. We'll look for <laughs> we will look forward to learning that in the coming weeks, as it does appear as though we have reached um, essentially the moment, and it's it's really into any day now territory that the mobile betting will be live in Maryland again. Yeah, we'll be, just any any moment. Yep. <laughs> and and truly, will be an incredible experience incorporated with the live atmosphere of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Um, all right, he is Leon Twyman. Leon, I know you had to be really happy. I mean, anytime it's such a good thing for the books when the Cowboys pathetically lose and blow big leads. I know you <laughs> personally just had to be thrilled to see what an embarrassing, awful, pathetic display that was in the Dallas Cowboys. I know you – it just had to make your day, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely made my day. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, how how was oh, the weekend man. for the book? Uh, it was actually a really good weekend for the book. Um, you know, surprisingly, you you probably don't believe it, but a lot of people actually do wager on Dallas. No, no, I know. That's why. That's why I knew it was great news for the book. I knew it was. I, I look, for those that don't know, Leon, is, he's a cockroach. He's a, and, I, and I mean that in the nice way possible. You know, you're my friend. Um, he is he is a Cowboys fan because of course he is because why wouldn't he be? He's probably also a Lakers and Notre Dame and Yankees fan. Um, but he <laughs> he has told us before that there is a lot of money that comes in on the Cowboys. So I imagine there had to be a good bit of conflict for you, disappointed, but at the same time, great news for your employer. Yes, man, it's it's a toss up. It's great, great for my uh. My career, bad for my personal <laughs> life. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Um, what else stood out for you this week? Where, uh, how, what, what else besides the Cowboys? Where else were you guys making money this weekend? Uh, uh, UFC. That was. Ooh, yes. That was a big surprise. Yes, Griffin. Yeah. 
Griffin was among the many who had his money on Israel Adesanya and yeah, did not work out. Can you give me an idea of like even if it's not totals but like percentage? How many how many what percentage of bets had Adesanya losing in any way? Um, had him losing or winning? Had him well, sure, going the other way, right? Like how many yeah. what percentage of the bets had him winning that ended up being losing bets? <laughs> at least uh I'd say at least seventy five percent. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Alex Pereira scoring the uh the stunning upset victory in the fifth round. Were there any particularly big bets on Pereira? No, we did actually not have any any particular large bets that stood out to me. Wow. Uh, which was which is good because uh again, yeah. you know, we want the book to do well. I mean I want the people to do well, but you know, Again, <laughs> and any gotta, any big bets on anything else that came through this weekend? Oh yeah, we had a uh, we had thirty. It was like a thirty-three thousand dollars wager on last night's game on Philly. Ooh, ooh, that one stings. Whoo, thirty-three. What was that even paid? Ah. Uh. I mean, the odds were like ridiculous, so it, it, it wouldn't have been as much. I can um, tell you that. Imagine <laughs> risking $33,000. It was just on Philly to win outright? Yes, I believe oh. around the time they were around like minus 520 or something crazy. You're talking about like $33,000 to win 5K, something like that? God, yeah. <laughs> that is. Oof. That is a giant oof, man. That is rough. Oh, apparently Drake lost $2 million betting on the UFC fight. Well, that's a real shame. That guy, how's he yeah, ever, I did see that. How's he ever going to make do? <laughs> that's, those were probably his final pennies, that Drake fella. That's yeah, gotta exactly. Got to be tough for him. <laughs> um, anything else that stood out for you over the weekend? Uh, you know, we had a big bet. We had a $25,000 bet on Giants. Um, obviously, they won, but that was surprising to me. I think that's the most I've seen this year on Giants. Um, yeah, I, I would still be nervous. I mean, I get it. It was the Texans. So like there was ever a time to buy in, maybe this would have been the week to do it, but I mean, they're still, they haven't had a double or a a double, a a two possession victory all season still. Correct. Yeah, I don't believe so. Uh, I'm going to double check that. I'm pretty sure that every, every, I'm pretty sure that all of the giants win this season have been by one possession. I am uh, I am double checking on that right now, and so I can understand the trepidation of betting on the Giants. Yes, one point, three points, eight points—that is one possession. Five points, four points, six points, and eight points. Every single game they have played, every every win they have on the year has been by one possession this season, which is. I, I, it feels like it's got to be some sort of record. It feels like there's just no way. The only <laughs> the only two-possession game they played all season was when they lost to the Seahawks by two scores. So um, that's pretty remarkable. All right, anything else that's going on right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook the, at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland everybody needs to know about for the week? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, still trying to do our um, pre-registration for mobile, um, trying to drive that foot traffic back into um, the sportsbook. So what we have going on, we have a promo. Um, it's live MD promo. So if you sign up with us through the promo, um, you would actually, and you bet, when, when it goes live, if you bet $5, you get $200 at free bet. But before that, you also get an option of $50 of free slot play 
here at Maryland Live Casino. Okay. Um, free okay. table game bet or fifty dollars for dining. Wow. If you sign up using our promo. So you don't you don't have to come in to do that. You can do that signing up right now. Like somebody listening can do that right now. That is correct. Someone listening can do that right now as long as they don't have a prior FanDuel account. Okay. Wow. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> that's a pretty big deal, man. Anything else? I uh, know that's that's pretty much it. Still have our uh, 61 kiosks operating 24/7, and then we have our 20 bet pads that people just love because we're the only FanDuel property that you can come and wager over $2,000 on a same game parlay. It's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable, and there have been some big wins, obviously, so far. All right, Leon Twyman, general manager of the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Hey, have a good one. It's Leon Twyman checking in with us here on Simply the Bets. We wind down here for this week's edition of Simply the Bets, and every week we try to have Griffin collect some of the big storylines from sports betting that week and present us this week's tidbits of the week. What you got for us? Well, yeah, of course, uh, Drake put $2 million on Izzy, so I should have known that yep. the Drake as curse. As soon as that happened, gonna, you should have been gonna, aware you were going to be a loser on that. Started one. fading it completely, yep. um, but didn't, so I was a loser along with Drake. Uh, I feel like Drake... I guess, I guess he's never gonna run out of money because he's Drake. Yeah, he's but, Drake. Yeah, what? Do you, but I feel like he loses too many two million dollars on some stupid bet every week, like uh, like almost every week. I see that, that I see something where he's like, yeah, two million dollars on this, and then he loses. And he's like, fine. Like F one. Right, but he's fine. He's Drake. I'm not sure if you've heard. He's very wealthy. He's ruining it for me because because okay. I he bets the same things well, I do. I would encourage you to not do that. <laughs> Bet something else. <laughs> someone put so Leon mentioned somebody put like what thirty k on the Eagles. Someone put three hundred thirty one thousand dollars on the Eagles money line to win sixty k. That was that, that was Leon just brought that up. He said no. He said thirty. Yeah. Didn't he say thirty? No, he said thirty three thousand. No, this was three hundred. Oh, three hundred yes. thirty three thousand. <laughs> Holy crap! I'm sorry, yes. I completely missed that. That's on me. So that would have, so they would have won sixty k. Um, but ended up winning nothing, losing three hundred thirty. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then there, so the big one was a alternate rushing parlay to that would have paid a uh, hundred thirty-five k. It was Justin Fields to have one hundred ten yards or more. Jeff Jeff Wilson eighty plus. Najee Harris eighty plus. Jonathan Taylor one hundred twenty-five yards or more. Um, and then finally, his last leg was Miles Sanders to have one hundred ten yards or more. Um, yeah. and he, he ended up cashing out, which I'm sure you're really thrilled about. Yeah. So he, he put $10. He could have won 135k if Miles Sanders yeah. hit 110, but he didn't. He right. Correct. He made the smart decision mm-hmm. and he cashed out for 22,000. Yeah, $22,000 more than he had before. Yeah. That's what we call that. The man won $22,000 on a $10 bet. As good. That's really, <laughs> really good. Uh, Maine upset Boston College last night. Someone put $50 on the Maine money line to win $450 to beat okay. Boston College. That's, I guess that's neat, but yeah, well, I, mean, that, I don't know how you... Big. Uh, bad beat with Lindenwood and, and Mizzou on, I guess that was Saturday, when the, the spread was Lindenwood plus 28 and a half, uh, and they were down by 26 as time was expiring. Mizzou jacked up a half-court three and made it as time expired uh, to win by 29. Yeah, that's... 
I mean, okay. <laughs> that happened. Just, I mean, it's it bad beats. I don't know. Um, so the BR, like, betting people, they did, like, a, they picked their first touchdown scorer out of a hat. And so some guy picked out LaVisca Chenault for Thursday Night Football. Okay. And he was like, who the hell is LaVisca Chenault? All right, that's that's not a good sign either. Yeah, this is a then, very well-known football player. And then when he scored, it pl- he was like, "Oh, my plus forty-five hundred. Was this someone who didn't know football? I I don't know, I, but but he at least he acted like he didn't know who he was. I mean, okay, and that's 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 if that's shtick, it's really bad shtick. <laughs> Everybody knows who Lavisca Chenault is. He's not. I mean, uh, by the way, by the way, I don't know if the guy was aware. It was the Panthers and the Falcons. It wasn't like Devonte Adams was available. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> Someone had $5 on a 20,000-to-1 parlay of correct game scores. They had the Titans to beat the Broncos 17-to-10, which they did. And then they had the Bron- or the Chiefs 28-to-17 over the Jags. But the Chiefs missed, oh, missed, missed the an extra, extra point, point. Yep. in the second quarter. Yep. So they only won 27-to-17. So that would have he would have won 100K. Jesus. Put $5 on it. He would have won 100K. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's the other question. I wonder if that guy even like thought about it because like I don't know if he was like watching every play of the game. Like I wonder if the game ended and he was like, "Damn, I was really close." You know what I mean? And like, eh, you win some, you lose some, and then like found out later there was a missed extra point because if you know there's a missed extra point, then you're suicidal. If you don't, you're like, ah, that's a real bummer. I was so close. When you find out there was a missed extra point in there, you just you're ready to jump. Like. Or he just forgot about the bet, and then later, like, yeah, saw I don't his know account. If, how much was, was the, like, how much was the bet? He put five dollars. Yeah, okay, he might. So have you just throw it on, yeah, right? And then realize your account has a hundred grand. Yeah, really? like, what? Uh, the last one I have was somebody had a basketball parlay, and the final leg of their parlay was D'Angelo Russell to score fifteen points in one of his games over the weekend. Um, and so he made the first shot of the third quarter. He made a three pointer, bring his point total to fourteen. Okay. That was early in the third quarter. He missed every single shot <laughs> the rest of the game. And, and no free uh, and throws or anything? He, he, he did. He missed two free throws. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so the guy oh. put the other That's leg. the type of thing that makes you wonder. <laughs> like That's the type of thing where you're just like, yeah, did somebody inform him of what was going on there? Like, hey, uh, D'Angelo, eh, maybe you don't make another shot the rest gonna of the game. It's going to start like a D'Angelo Russell hate page right. or something. All right, that, that's what we got? Yep, that Very was it. good. That was it. All right, thanks to Aaron Oster. Thanks to Leon Twyman. No weekend at Bookies this week, so we will be back next Tuesday for the next Simply the Bets. In the meantime, may the odds be ever in your favor.